on the back of a winged horse. Through the sky, pearly gray. Love is leaf-like. You and me, baby. boys we are back for another week of svs live fishing podcasting it's good to be sitting around this table with you fellas again man it's been it feels like a while jay you're gonna fucking fall asleep man open up what here we go <laughs> so what you guys been up to man what's been going on <clears throat> a little bit of fishing today i know mark did some fishing uh yesterday and uh i got out once yeah terrorized them we're gonna have a Pretty quick intro here, so we're going to get to our plugs, but we're going to talk about all that fishing a little later. Who's our guest tonight, Chad? Rob Rummel. Dude, he's just a cool dude. I have a, I met him on the interwebs a couple years ago, so uh, he's going to be calling Chad, me. do you just know everybody, or or you know them, and they, they're, they haven't got to know you yet? That's pretty much it. <laughs> I, I understand. I, now, now I see. Where been, Chad been, knows everybody. I've been stalking you for three years now. Hey, I, I know you. Yeah, hey, man. I remember seeing your stuff on the Drake forums back in the day. Thanks for the friend request after three whole years of waiting. <laughs> so, uh, tonight's show brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks, freshwater saltwater. A-Rex-Hooks.com. We are coming to you live from the Urban Fly Company Studios. New flies every month. Uh, I know uh, many bulkheads, we had one of those on today. Caught us a little smallmouth. Not Very a huge nice. one, but we fished, we fished a lot of different flies today, actually. New uh, logo coming, too. Nice. So, all that in the future. Check out urbanflycompany.com. Sims Fishing. Simsfishing.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Why not fish and check out their app, The Dock. Queen City Guiding. Get your guided trips, flies, anything you find and need, queencityguiding.com. Yep, check out Ryan, man. I think we got them all, boys. That was semi-professional. Hey, hey. Well, well. We'll get this. <laughs> Look at us. Uh, you know, two and a half years. <laughs> um, so Best news of our, uh, I, I, we've gotten in a while. Our good buddy Chad's coming down to visit us and fish mm-hmm. in the beginning of uh, October. I'm, I'm super pumped. He posted up a picture of the camp, and he wants to. He said he wants to go hang out there for a little while, and that's I don't think Mark will mind hanging out and doing some kind I of I said I fishing. know that camp. I that's what I said when I see the picture. Are you? Mm-hmm. A whole week? Or yep. is it a weekend? Be, He's coming like Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Isn't that a, okay. a week difference from what the prior tournaments were? Or? Well, he's not coming for the Beast of the East, no, which I mean, registration is open now and current. If anyone is interested, uh, Mark, do you know the, the email address for them to hit up? Nope. Not offhand. <laughs> it's out there. We will Chad get that to you. Check out He'll Beast of the East, their yeah, Facebook the, page, yeah, Instagram. Facebook page, and, and You'll be able to find all the information there as well. 
Matt Dixon at lezer.com. L-E-Z-Z-E-R.com. There you go. Nice job, Chad. That's Get your packets in. Because that's be rolling around fast, dude. Seems no, like, like summer's crashing, don't it? It's starting to get a little bit longer nights and it's almost cooler, cooler nights. Yeah, I like it. I was walking outside today in the cool breeze in the morning. I was like, God, it, it, it feels was like beautiful. a fall morning. It was mm-hmm. perfect. And then I went and split wood and it got a thousand degrees. And I said, fuck. It's almost there. Yeah. Turning. But <clears throat> outside of that, we'll be right back with our guest. And we are back with Rob Rummel. What's happening, bro? How's it going, guys? Oh, we're having a good time this evening. Yeah. So, hey, Rob, uh, would you like to introduce yourself for, for everyone in the crowd? Sure. I'm uh, Rob Rummel. I live in Isla Mirada by way of Springfield, Missouri. And uh, that's that's me, working fish, fish and work. Heck, yeah, they're synonymous, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rob, let's uh, let's take a step in the wayback machine and uh, go back to Springfield for a little bit. You uh, we got in touch because you said, dude, I love hearing about these smallmouth floats you guys are on. It takes me back to the day. So, could you tell us about your smallmouth fishery and some of the smallmouth floats you used to do? Yeah, I uh, grew up actually right outside of Springfield and. Uh, the first fish I caught on a fly rod was a smallmouth. Um, had a buddy that worked at a bike shop, and some dude traded him a, I don't know what it was. It was red, and it had an automatic reel on it. And we were just messing around with it, and it had a little, some kind of little white fly, and we were just hacking around with it, laughing about it. And I caught a fish immediately, like a pretty nice one. And then it was on. We <laughs> went down to Pro Bass and got ourselves some fly rods. And that's all we did. And so right around Springfield, within a two-hour drive, there's literally hundreds of little creeks and rivers you can dump a canoe into and uh, catch smallmouth and gar. Gar? Yeah. So yeah. are you a rope fly fan or a hook fly fan? You know, I prefer hook, but you know, you gotta get dirty sometimes and do the do the rope. Um, I don't know. I caught them both ways, but definitely more with the rope. Okay, but no, the rope feels kind of dirty. <laughs> I, not not judging here. I've only ever caught one, and it was on a hook fly, but it was on accident. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. The fi- the gar we have down here in Florida are, are easier to hook with a hook, without a doubt. The Florida gar and the spotted that we have down here, but the long nose, man, they're they're hard. They're hard to hook. Are the the ones you have down in Florida comparable in size? Oh God, no, 
No, the ones we have down here, a big one is probably 30 inches, maybe. Most of them are way under that, 20, 24 inch little hatchet handles. They're fun. They're in the canals, the freshwater canals, and there's lots and lots and lots of them. Not something I really really target. Speaking of the freshwater canals, what what all is in the freshwater canals down in Isla Mirada? Jesus, you name. Well, we don't have any freshwater here in Isla Mirada. I'm in the Keys, but okay. about 45 minutes north, um, are all the canals around Miami and then all across South Florida, and peacock bass, largemouth bass, all the cichlids. Plagostomus or whatever. I mean, everything you'll see, you'll see big goldfish swimming around. There's snook, tarpon, um, all kinds of weird stuff. So it looks like an aquarium basically. Yeah, (laughs) It's really fun. Like that's what we do when we go to the eye doctor. Yeah, exactly. Cause you can just jump literally park in like Chipotle parking lot, (laughs) run, (laughs) jump a guardrail, (laughs) run across the highway and, you know, it's pretty fun with so, a five weight. So Good how, time. how is that down there? Is it private property? Are you allowed to be walking on the um, canals? Yeah, most of the canals, uh, you're allowed. There's an easement, and so you're allowed to walk along the canals. Um, there's places where it's just not physically possible just because of all the weird rocks and barriers and stuff. But most of the canals, you can totally just walk right down them. And I've never been messed with. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty common. Like everybody does it. It's a it's a thing. You see all the lo- you know locals. They hang out with shiner buckets on the intersections. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a good way to find good spots. Is it is it like trout fishing? Like people have their favorite canals that they go to. Oh yeah, yeah. Dudes have their favorite canals and their favorite little sections, and then. You know, there's little ponds and stuff off of the canals. Um, it's possible to put a boat in right behind one of the malls in Miami. And, I mean, people put sparkle barges in there and run around the canals going 50, <laughs> catching peacock bass, bro. Yes. <laughs> there's a whole inland fishery, man. It's pretty crazy. Ripping lips there's, out of glitter boats. Yeah, there's there's several guides that make a pretty good living just fishing the canals. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat, man. And you never you see all kinds of weird stuff, man. They've got knife fish and it's cool. Paku, those big nut eating piranha looking things. Those are There's down a, there? I've I've seen those that are, you know, like thirty inches, like huge. Twenty pounds. <laughs> so, so what do you throw at them? Like a big nut? Egg fly? No, yeah. Well, you tell me, man. I've never caught a pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let, let's kind of transition back to, to Missouri, but still stay in the same vein. So, sounds right. like you you missed the smallmouth floats. What? So why? how were you doing it back then? Were you guys throwing a canoe in, or how were you guys fishing that? Yeah, most of the water around us is canoe water. There's a few places um, guys are using rafts now. But canoe is so easy because you could put two of them on the van and, you know, it was just easier. Uh, low water, you get one guy in a canoe and you can drag it over shoals. Uh, it's just a lot easier. The water is really 
pretty small. Not so like most of the stuff you couldn't get a wrap down it. And so do you, you fish know, there's standing places up? where you could, but canoe, you know, you can get through pretty much anything. So it was just easy, light, just worked good for the area. People kayak fish, but I can't, I can't fish sitting down. I got to stand up when I fish. So with a canoe, you can kind of take a longer paddle, stand up and kind of deal with the line and everything, you know, and then get out and wade sections of it. <clears throat> that kind of thing. That might be one where one of those sup boards would come in handy. You know, those things, I've fished off them a little bit, and they kind of suck. Oh, okay. No, that, that's I, good in, I, in time. I don't like them. They don't track very well. You just, there's nothing in the water. Just so you're just bottom. kind of like a, you just get blown around. Like, you get set up for a shot, and then whoop, and it's, it's really, really hard to fish off one of those things. We bought one here. And I thought I was going to catch a bunch of fish on it. And it's kind of a pain in the butt. I take my canoe out, do a lot better. That That's great intel because my wife and I were talking about it. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a carp fishing tool, man. But Yeah, I mean, they have they have their place, but they're, I don't know, in my opinion, it's they're very limited. You know, I think if, if you're going to spend the money on something like that, you're better off with a, like a lightweight fiberglass canoe or a good high quality plastic canoe that you know that you can do different stuff with put a little crap in you know go camping out of it it's just a i don't know your shit's not all wet rods not falling off of it yeah we break uh, enough rods yeah, <laughs> we don't need help yeah. doing that just, just <laughs> <Yeah. drop shit. laughs> some of them some of the, like the boat ones that have like a little keel and the catamaran-looking ones, I can't remember the brand. I've fished off those. They're okay, but I'd just rather have in my canoe. I can put all my, you know, put a bag in it. Just, you know, you're up out of the water a little bit. So uh, the flies that you used to throw for smallmouth, did any of them make the transition down with you, down to Florida? Absolutely. One of my best Oceanside tarpon flies is a fly that I tied for smallmouth. It's same color, same everything. Different hook, but other than that, it's basically unchanged. It's called Mr. Plow, and uh, we just named it that as a joke, but <laughs> it works really good for tarpon. It's about, you know, about two inches long, inch and three quarters, and it's kind of a tan little deal so what would you have to do with the the hook beef up the gauge uh, neck down the shank different hook um you know i use a uh 600 sp it's a more of a tarpon hook it's got a really really fine needly point on it you don't need a big hook you just need a really really sharp hook and <clears throat> i mean you could use the same hooks i'm using for smallmouth but they're expensive. No reason to do that. You know, you can get by with a little cheaper hook for smallmouth, probably. Yeah, we can go mustads or something, or hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but yeah, the tarpon hooks are—you just gotta—it's gotta be really, really, really sharp, thin wire. And anything—the big wire hooks just don't penetrate well. Okay. Do you have issues with them bending out or anything? Uh, some, not much. 
Um, we fish mostly class tippet, um, 12 and 16 pounds. So no, I mean, I had some breaking, but they, I don't use that hook anymore. Um, it was an SC 15 Gamaka. We had a problem with those things breaking for a while, but, um, no, no, I haven't really bent up that many hooks on fish. A few, but not many. We're looking at a hook Mark had on a bowfin today. It's bent in a total circle. It's yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I've had permit bend hooks. I've had bonefish bend hooks. Those things probably, I mean, I didn't get my hands on that one I hooked, but they probably smashed it. Those things are nasty. The bonefish? Uh, bowfin. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, what, Mark, you said that happened while I was thrashing inside of the boat. Yeah, it's just spun. It. <clears throat> They're ridiculous uh, how fast and you spin and thrash around. While you're trying to stomp on it. <laughs> get, get stomp. Waiting for a net. <laughs> Giving it the eerie shuffle. Yeah. yeah. It's like as soon as you unhook them, you just like grab and like throw them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to mess with them because he's either going to come back and bite me or one thrashed out and broke my rod in the boat. Ah. Uh. It's like get out of here. Get get. <laughs> go get go on get. get 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 out of here. So uh, Rob, your your transition down to Florida. How was it? How was it for a uh, a Missouri guy? Go down, learn tides, learn flats, all the different all the different species that you had the the option to chase. It was really fun, man. It was, it's still every day you go out, it's super fun. I'm, I get bored easily. And so this is perfect. There's no way you're getting bored. There's always somewhere to go, somewhere to look. Um, I still, you know, every time I go out in the bay here, I try to go someplace I've never been before. Uh, so it's, it was pretty easy i've fished down here quite a bit um before i moved down here so i knew some stuff mostly stuff in the lower keys but you know if you fish it's pretty easy to figure out fishing kind of wherever you go man you know if you sit down and think about it things kind of make sense and you'll go out and you'll observe something and you go yeah huh I know another place that kind of looks like that and might set up that same way on that tide or, you know, I bet on a falling tide, they'll swim around this corner or, and that's the best part of it all, you know? So the transition wasn't hard. Um, but you know, it's extremely frustrating. You know, you're not just going to go out and catch a bunch of fish, you know, it takes a while and you know, there's luck. But then to be able to repeat things and find fish in the same sorts of places and, you know, just like what you guys do. It's no different. So uh, how long have you been down there or how long ago Uh, was your transition? And, uh, you know, how long has it taken you to learn a lot of these things? You know, I see October will be 12 years and they'll bury me here or somewhere (laughs) farther south. Um, you don't like the cold winters? I don't know, winters? man. I, it took me took me a couple of years 
before I was like, okay, I think I can go out and, you know, find this. I, you know, it took me a little while. Um, like I said, down south, I'm a little better. Um, down by around, more around Key West. Uh, fish down there quite a bit with a buddy who used to guide down there. So, you know, uh, it took me, it took me about two years here in Alamorada before I knew that I could, you know, probably go out and have some fun and not get stuck and spend the night on some godforsaken flat out in the middle of the day. <laughs> and speaking of that, you mentioned that you had went out for a long time without electronics just to try to learn it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how I learned the lower keys, um, just with a chart and a compass and it's how I learned up like my wife and I and some friends, my buddy quit guiding and cause he hurt his back and I couldn't figure out how I was going to catch tarpon. I had a problem living in Missouri. So we'd bring our trout boats down to the Everglades in the spring and you can catch tarpon out of a John boat like big ones, if you get up there and look around. So we did that, and I just got into the habit of using a chart and compass. And that way, if that stupid thing broke, I'd be okay. You know what I mean? And I run around with a GPS now. I've got the full-on Florida Marine tracks that lays down a little red line every little place you can run a boat down here. Um, but if it craps out, I'm fine. I can get home no matter where I'm at. It's always good to have backup, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I don't take a lot of chances. I like, you know, I like to know where I'm at. I'm sure you guys are the same way. Like you could probably tell me exactly where your headlamp is right now, you know, or your pocket knife or whatever. Like there's certain things, you know, and you keep tight. My headlamp's on my garage floor right in front of the toolbox. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so I, I got a question. Hold up here. Um, when you first moved down there, were you seeing guys doing the inland fishing? Do you see anybody fly fishing? Is it a big thing? Yeah, yeah. It's a this. You know, it's it's not super popular, but it's popular. Um, we have a fly shop here in town, Florida Keys Outfitters. Um, there's a fly shop down south, the Angling Company in Key West. Um, and there's a lot of tournaments that are strictly fly. There's a lot of people that come here to strictly to fly fish, but the bulk of fishing here in Alamorada is all gear bait oriented. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a, I don't know, probably 30% of the people that fish down here fish fly fish. So do you, do you think, so it, so do you think the, I don't know, the, the lack of people doing it gives you a, a step up sometimes in, in some of the areas using flies? Well, let me go back because, like, during tarpon season, this place is a shit show with people fly fishing. <laughs> there's people fucking fly fishing everywhere. <laughs> but but the, the bulk of people, like, <clears throat> I don't know if you, if you guys have never been down here, it's... It's something else. There are, I don't know how many charter boats and licensed captains and fly fishing guides. I have no idea. It's hundreds and a pretty small community. It's all we do. It's all everybody does down here. I'm talking talk uh, about fishing. So it gets crazy down here during tarpon season. 
I'm talking more of the the canal stuff and and like inland, maybe more so like the ponds and things you were oh, mentioning yeah, yeah. earlier. I don't know. It's kind of even. Those fish aren't terribly pressured most of the time, so it doesn't really give you any kind of advantage other than you know not having to wind your lure all the way up to your feet every time you cast. You know, you can cover more water. But, uh, no, it's not really, it doesn't really give you an advantage. It's more of a disadvantage, I'd say. So what is tarpon season? When, when is that? When does it get batshit cra- crazy? Down is there? that like the worm hatch or? What do you- yeah, the worm hatch is part of it. So uh, it's an annual migration they do. So every year, depending on water temps and weather, usually starts, they usually start showing up. I mean, classic is April. But now things are getting warmer, and so that's happening sooner. So we do start doing a lot of fishing in late February, March, and they'll show up. And they start swimming the ocean about April. Big schools um, swimming down the ocean in four to six feet of water. And uh, that goes all the way through June, kind of... after the third, after the that last full moon in June, um, is when it starts tapering off. They start swimming more. Some go up the west coast, some go up the east coast, some stick around. I mean, we have a tarpon fishery here year round, but the migration where they all kind of descend on the keys is uh, probably, I'd say, March through June. So when it's batshit crazy like that, and you being a local, do you go and chase snook or bonefish or something different to to get away yes. from the crowds? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's we. I definitely do a lot of tarpon fishing, um, but I try to go places that aren't the prime spots, which are still pretty good if you know when to be there. And sometimes it's a short window, but. There, you can get out of the way. And, yeah, so when tarpon season's in full swing and everybody's crazy, my favorite thing to do is go bone fishing because nobody's doing it. And you're all alone. You get permit but, there, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were permit fishing yesterday. Nice. Uh-huh. We have uh, permit, bonefish, tarpon, snook, redfish, uh, all of them right here. It's pretty neat. So our sounds horrible. What's, I know. I want to grow up to be like you, Rob. Well, you got to live in yeah, you got to live in the Midwest sweet. for a while lucky. first, right? As do we. But uh, outside of um, all them fish, I guess you're catching down there. What is some other cool stuff that you enjoy doing while in Florida as compared to what we don't have in the Midwest? You know, uh, man. That's hard to answer because there's really not much else to do here. I mean, <laughs> you're, I you're like stuck. to go. I like to. I like to run my stone crab pots. That's fun. You were telling me something. You were telling me something on the phone the other day about something that you hunt. Oh, iguanas! Yeah. I don't really hunt them. I just kill a lot of them. <laughs> the little, the little ones you're talking about? No, big ones. Iguanas. Oh, oh bigger ones? Yeah. Oh, okay. Some of them are little. My dog, little dog, gets a lot of the little ones. Are they I all over your the, house? Uh, big ones with a pellet gun. They are mm. like all over your house. Are they good eating. Uh, you know, I ate one one time, 
it turns gray when you cook it. <laughs> Yummy. That's about all I can say about that. It's not, it, it's gross. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's like alligator. It tastes like, tastes like any other lizard or snake you've ever eaten. It's not the best thing. I don't know. Like, uh, I, heard if you get I don't a, eat them. I heard if you get a good frost down there in Florida, I know probably not in the Keys because it probably doesn't frost there, but they fall out of the trees and stuff. It's all cold. Oh yeah, totally. They, when it gets cold, that's we'll the days cold he goes hunting. What are you talking about? Crawl up into the sun in the trees and they get cold and stiff and they don't crawl well and they're cold and stiff and they just fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the damnedest. It's, it's hilarious, man. You'll just thump. You'll hear one hit the ground and thump. Another one hits the ground. Dogs think it's the best thing ever. Oh God. The training is gone. So are you just trying to get rid of them or you have a purpose for them? No, I just were they uh they dig into the seawalls, they eat all the flowers. Um biologists say they don't eat eggs out of nests, but I've seen them doing it. So they're I think they're having an impact on our, you know, indigenous bird population. And they're invasive, aren't they? Yes, very. And and there's literally thousands and thousands of them my best day was a cold front like we were just talking about i killed 32 of them <laughs> couldn't get away from you that day huh <laughs> not running i was just walking around with a machete braining them <laughs> do you guys have the uh, ball pythons and all that stuff as well down there like that or is that just in we, the everglades there was a couple of pythons found up the road in key largo but uh, down here we don't have them yet, but up in the up in the park, yes, I've seen a couple of them. I ran one over with a boat one time. Nice. <laughs> and I don't think it's a ball python. I can't remember, but it's a it's a python. I can't remember the name of the species, but they get huge. Like they're finding them with deer in their stomachs and shit. So you're telling me that you switched uh, calibers of pellet guns? Yes. Yes, big development. Breaking news. And you, it's a lot like uh, killing uh, any other lizard. You got to hit them right in, right in between the eyes, and the twenty-two would bounce off, wouldn't penetrate. And know a guy who. Uh, knows a thing or two about boarded out that sort of thing, and he recommended a 177. And so I use a uh, 177 with a real hard plastic tip on the point and smokes them. What is it? Is, really is it like a more speed? You got more speed too? Yeah, a lot more velocity. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and a thinner projectile, know, thinner projectile, so it penetrates better. Yeah, like a need to get through like, a hide of a thicker game animal. Yeah, exactly. Because they're tough, dude. You shoot them with that twenty-two, and you just see them like bump, uh, cringe, like, it's like a come, super eh. punch. <laughs> it's like when you shoot your drunk buddy with a paintball. Exactly. <laughs> Same look on the face. So, how many pumps do you use for these? <laughs> Don't hit me with yeah, that. You got a, like a uh, break in half brand, but it's a uh, one. It's a break. Break you know, like one yeah. break. Oh yeah. And back, and it's it's compressed it's compressed air but it's just one pump just another the reason to move down to florida right iguana yeah season. it's a good time man full out a game on in iguanas <laughs> yeah and this is yeah, all year round uh, hunting it's easy it's easy not, money not that hard you kind of walk up about 10 feet away from them and peg them 
You can make it more sporting if you want, but I ain't got time for that. Yeah, you need to get like a traditional bow and start shooting them. <laughs> ghillie suit. Yeah, ghillie suits and judo points. Creeping around out there. Poison yeah. poison darts. Yeah. No, awesome. it's crazy, dude. I'll kill 15, 20 of them one day, and then the next day there's 10 back. And then <laughs> they a multiply. week later there's 50. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. I guess there's probably endless a supply of these iguanas here. I seen a yep. million if you little want ones some, when I, I was. Can, I can mail them to you. Just the tails. <laughs> just the tails. Okay. Yeah, we'll tie them up. No. <laughs> yeah, can we use them like deer tails? Or is it good? <laughs> is it good for like real frogs, like like a frog skin? We could tie them into it. <laughs> could tan them, set, hang them in the rafters next to all those bucktails y'all the got. Indestructible frog. <laughs> Whose garage is that, and how bad does it smell? That's my garage, and my wife hates me about once every three weeks when we do in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah, she hates me. That, that, oh, that last a, run was bad. That oh, last run, was, it was like 75, 80, and it was warm, and it was musty, and it was bad. Oh, my garage stunk oh. so bad. And I'm That's not one to ever notice it. So I, I can never tell it's Doing there. deer tails in Florida is out <laughs> of the question. because you live seven miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks good for my garage. <laughs> Chad, Chad used his wife's washer for a while, or one time, I think. One and time. Then, and then, <laughs> then they came and got an old one of mine that I wasn't using. I used her clothes dryer, which is yeah. my clothes dryer as well. And uh, she was pissed. Let me tell you about being pissed, Rob. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Once. Speaking of wives, you get your wife out quite a bit fishing. Yeah, she fishes a lot. Hot Rod gets to go fishing a lot. Has She's it always been like that? A lot. Did she go smallmouth fishing and trout fishing with you up in Missouri? Uh, she does now. When we first got together, she just kind of like sitting in the front of the canoe, you know. She, you know, she'd pick up a spinning rod every once in a while, but she wasn't that into it till we moved down here. And uh, she started going out with me and my buddies, and we, you know, let her grease a, a redfish every once in a while with a spinning rod. And she was like, "Man, that she that looks fun. I want to do that." So here we go, you know. And uh, she's gotten really good. She's gotten really good. She fishes tournaments and uh, runs a couple of the tarpon tournaments. She runs the ladies tarpon fly tournament. And the Golden Fly, which is the first kind of kickoff of the big tarpon tournament series. So she is inundated in the world of tarpon fishing down here. It's pretty cool. Is I'm that, really proud of her. Congratulations. I'm happy to for you. you. To you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. It's it's a lot of fun. I get to go do my favorite thing with my favorite person. Yeah, and you don't have to feel guilty about leaving her behind. You know? No. Probably fish in better spots than Chad, you. Chad, you don't feel guilty. What the hell are you talking about? I know. I hang gear tails <laughs> in my garage. <laughs> I give zero Fs. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good, man. And then uh, I get the trade-off. You know, I get to fish with my buddies every once in a while, and she doesn't She doesn't complain at all. So that's good. Do, does she pull you around? No, nah, dude. She's like 90 pounds. Uh, she, uh, she ain't pulling a boat. I don't even care. You know what I mean? No, that's perfect. It's, it's a team sport. Like, she couldn't do it without me. I couldn't do it without her. So, I don't really care. You know? You taught her You it's, taught her how to double haul, though, right? Oh, yeah. She can double go. haul. Yeah. She can double haul like a dude. She can probably double haul way better than me. 
Yeah, she'll throw a 12 weight all fucking day long. Hmm. So, speaking of that, what you between the two of you when you're out fishing as a team together, what's your favorite fish to target? Me, bonefish. Bonefish are my favorite, man. That's that's bonefish and smallmouth are my two most favorite fish. Uh, that sounds like the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if only they live together. Like Two thousand miles from me, but we'll ship you one in the mail. Yeah, okay. We'll do a swap. <laughs> It'll be an even trade. One smallmouth for one iguana. <laughs> we'll do a swap. I'll put him in the pond. Tanner, I bet you if you throw him in that canal, he might just do pretty good. Yeah, he might. Till June, June comes. Uh, it's like, it's like uh, microwave. What do he say? What did we say today? It's like a wet microwave, wet sock in a microwave, hot today. Oh. Uh, mm. Like bad, like just oh, we were off the water by two and happy. Yeah, that's when I'm at work and sweating like that. I always say it's hot as two rats effing in a wool sock. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it's like. Hmm. Mm, yeah, I don't think smallmouth would last too long down here. Nah, nah. But we'll tan it and we'll send it to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a really, a really old skin mount that a buddy made of a fish that I caught. It was biggest smallmouth I ever caught. Just started fly fishing, gray and white clouser in this reservoir, standing on the bank, and hooked this smallmouth. And, you know, it was probably close to five pounds, not quite. And pull it up, and I'm like, just freaking out you know like completely freaking out never caught one on that like that on spin or anything and my buddy's like oh my god that's you gotta mount it and i'm like ah you know i don't know man i'm kind of just i think i'm just gonna let it go he's like no fuck that you gotta mount it. So, so did it sit in the freezer for two years or what smacks it with a rock oh my gosh and i'm like i you know just kind of like standing there like Wow, I'll probably never catch another one in my life because of that, you know? Because you killed the mom. And so my buddy takes this thing, hucks it in the cooler, and I, like, you know, kind of forgot about it. It was a little traumatic, but, you know, it was a couple of months of bad dreams, and then I was over it. And he shows up at my house on my birthday with this skin mount of this fish. I'm like, fuck, cool, you know, oh, thanks, man, you know, and he, I mean, he took it to some dude who was really good at it, and I'm like, fuck, okay, I got this dead fish, I'm gonna have to hang on my fucking wall forever, and it's, I put it on the floor underneath my fly time table, and my old dog, Dirty Sanchez, chewed the tail off, like, first night, first night. So, yeah, it's hanging on my wall right now. Wait, wait. You had a dog named Dirty Sanchez? Yeah. That's awesome. He had a lot of nicknames. Did you get a replica tail for it? Yeah, you get a replica tail for it. That's a reminder. That's my reminder. It's the only dead fish I have hanging on my wall. The only smallmouth I've ever killed. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever come... I've never come across a smallmouth mounted, but... Largemouth is probably the deal here. It used to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not into it, you know. Like, <laughs> so I don't like, I don't like killing fish too much. Well, when, unless I'm gonna eat them. When your buddy whacked it in the head with a rock and threw it in a cooler, <laughs> was that your beer cooler? 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, right? That totally with sucks. The, with the beers, yeah. So you get bloody, slimy bush lights yeah. or whatever. From well, fucking Missouri. You know, he's a good dude, but he's <laughs> no. kind of a scumbag. He doesn't really think like you would be. Just, you know, there was probably some crawdads in there, too. <laughs> hey, they just had flavor, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, how old were you when you got that first uh, spring loaded reel with. The uh the automatic red wind. Ah, uh, see, I would have been. I just started driving, and I was yeah six. I was sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Cause we just started driving, throwing canoe on the old station wagon, and getting nasty. Uh, I remember being that young and being eaten up with it and catching fish. I remember shave or cutting hair off the dog to tie flies because of totally. You know. Yeah, totally. Oh, this this would be good. <laughs> that looks perfect, right? The dog tail. Yeah, it's perfect. Start oh. chopping up stuff, my mom's rugs and shit. I, I still have a Shih Tzu, and I still cut shit off his tail. It's like it's That's perfect funny. long tan hair. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. My current dog, Watson, he's kind of a little fucked up terrier of some sort. But he's got the most perfect shrimpy bonefish hair, and uh, we tie a really good bonefish. He's like a he's him. like a creamy off white. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of a tan, kind of tan, reddish tan. And there's some black in there, and there's some white in there. It's just this weird spiky pre-mix carrier hair. It works really good. I think it stinks. I think that's why it works. Scented. Yeah, it's presented. It's the closer you cut to the asshole, the better. Something. The dog hair flies in the fly box always stink like wet dog, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking bet you. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Ask me how I yep. know. <laughs> how do you know? Because I love dog hair flies. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I believe you. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, you said you don't mind... Killing fish for uh for eating them, what uh nope. What's some good eating fish down your way? And what probably and give me a good recipe. Is it gonna be mine? All right, my favorite is probably whole grilled or fried or any kind of snapper. But we eat a lot of mangrove snapper. So scale them, gut them, throw them on the grill. And uh, that's one of my favorite ways. Or whole fried, we'll whole fry them in a cast iron pan. Mm. And that's that's probably my favorite. But we eat a lot of redfish. We eat triple tail. We eat, most of them. We fillet them and fry them. We put them on the grill. What does keeping it whole do? Yeah, it's just all the fat and stuff on the skin. Okay. Yep. Um, keeps them from drying out. And eat the fins, right? They're just extra delicious that way. Then you get to eat the cheeks. Yeah. Oh, which, you know, cheeks. that's the best part of any fish, right? Best part of everything. You know it. Yeah. Right. Walleye have, cheeks. Mm. Have you tried that with any freshwater fish? You know, yeah. We used to we used to smoke a lot of trucker trout. We'd go down to Taney and catch, you know, our limit of twelve inch truck fish. And we'd smoke them, and you can pick the cheeks out of those little guys. They're okay. Um, but no, not I didn't eat a lot of freshwater fish. 
you... crappie, white bass. We did a lot of white bass and hybrid fishing. Did you ever eat a we walleye? Always ate those. You, you ever eat a walleye? Oh God, yeah, lots they're, of walleye. That, that's they're, exactly what I was thinking. When I said. Their cheeks are like scallops. Exactly. Oh, it's it's amazing. It's so it, versus the rest of the fish, it's like a piece of meat in comparison. Yeah, you know, it's a total different story. There's a restaurant here in town that has grouper cheeks on the menu. Ooh. You just go in and get a big bowl of grouper cheeks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Got them cheeks. So, yeah. uh, do you have grouper locally accessible to you? Can you go out and catch them in your skiff or your canoe? Or is that if like it's a... uh, not the canoe, but uh, skiff <laughs> if it's really calm, yeah. But that's not something I do a lot of. I've got a couple of buddies that fish offshore that I go out with occasionally. But, uh, and there's some places back in the bay, shallow water, where you can catch jewfish or, excuse me, goliath grouper um, <clears throat> on fly, but you're not allowed to kill them or take them out of the water. I, you, I, you know how you said you watch magnet fishing? I watch people catching goliath groupers with, like, hand lines and giant ropes. Yeah, man, it's fun. I get It'll, tore up with that. I've got a buddy that's got a really messed up back from that. <laughs> I can see why. Those, yeah. those things are tanks. Oh God. You ain't, so I'm cool. not that tough, but they're, whatever, you'll man. You see them like we fish these wrecks out in the Gulf, you know, and you're catching trout and permit or whatever, and those things just sit down there, and anything they want, it's theirs. You know, if they want it, you're not going to keep it away from them, and. It doesn't really matter how big it is. We've had them eat, you know, 12, 14-pound permit. Just chomp. Huh. It's just like a huge bass. You know, they just suck it in and it's gone. That's crazy talk. Swim back down to the wreck and there's nothing you can do about it. And those are fish that were on your line being caught. Yeah, yeah. They'll just just come. I mean, it's a... Picture a 400-pound largemouth. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Moving in at mock speed, right? Yeah, with no predators, no fear of anything, and they just they just sit and eat stuff, they just like eat whatever, whatever they, they want. want. So, Rob, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, seeing how tonight's the last night of Shark Week. Ah. Yeah. How, what's your uh, your shark setup, and what do you do with those? With those fish, um, and which, we, which species do you target the most if you see them? Our most common species that we see on the flats here are lemons. Um, we do see black tips, um, bull sharks are pretty common, tiger sharks way less so. But uh, the fish, the sharks we catch are like you know we'll be up on a flat red fishing and there's tons of sharks around so we keep a 10 weight with a piece of wire and a kind of a orange marabou fly and uh, they're a lot of fun man they pull really hard really fun good target practice hot rod got good at this by catching sharks because you can just go out there and they're kind of they're pretty plentiful so you can go out and do exactly what we do for redfish or bonefish or snook only you know with a shark it's pretty fun and i have family in maryland and they eat a shitload of like dogfish and like yeah 
Do you guys? Yeah, eat, black tip are delicious. Do you eat the sharks? Some of the sharks you catch? Yeah, black tip. Um, everything else we let go. Um, if you know, and I say black tip, but I don't know. I've eaten one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're really good. I've eaten, they're really, really, really good, staked up. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of blood and guts. You know what I mean? When I can just come home and catch snappers off the dock. <laughs> yeah, not have to deal with it. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. You're, all... <laughs> you know I mean? You're like dealing with a shark, like trying to try. I don't know if you've ever tried to kill a shark, but it's fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> should have brought the 177 cow. Yeah, yeah. I should. I should. I, should, I haven't thought of that. See, I need you guys down here helping me out. Penetrate their between their eyes. We'll definitely come yeah, down right. and help you with this. <laughs> yeah. This is a problem like for somebody like us. You, so uh, the the one shark you did kill, did you take the jaws and put it right like in like cure them and put it beside your smallmouth mouth? I should have put it by the tail. Them, and then we got hit with a hurricane. I had them buried out in the yard, thinking I could just you know let them kind of rot in the ground and I'd dig them up. But it's cartilage. And so I messed around with, uh, I think we tried, what's that shit you put on white clothes? OxyClean? Put yeah. in a bucket of OxyClean. And then I wound up burying it because the dogs kept messing with it. And then we got hit by a hurricane and I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> then they're gone. It's anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else's. A dog would have had it in my neighborhood for sure, man. Yeah. The dogs didn't want to leave it alone. <laughs> You guys, uh, you getting any barracuda at all down there in your area? Yeah, 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 lots of barracuda. Um, we caught three yesterday on accident while we were bone fishing. Um, but in the wintertime, we get big ones come up on the flats and they'll sit in potholes. They're a lot of fun to catch. That's a very underrated fish. They're would... super fun. Like, throw big, flashy flies out, two-hand strip them as, like, as fast as you can, and that's not fast enough. They are just lightning fast, hit the fly really hard, they jump, they've got teeth, they'll cut you, they'll hurt you. Do you use They're leader? a lot of fun. Is it still leaders, or how do you catch uh, them yeah, by accident? wire, same stuff I used for muskie back home. So when you catch one by accident, it just took the hook? You just got them right? Yeah, sometimes you can land them. Um, you know, like the ones we caught yesterday were little. They just shot out and ate a bonefish fly. And I think we lost two flies and then landed one of them. But, yeah, they just shoot out and eat it. And if you don't have a, you know, you can get them with, you know, fluoro or a mono tippet. But uh, if you're going to target them, a little piece of wire works pretty good. It's like one of those darn pike when we're smallmouth fishing. Yeah, right? You guys got to deal with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you have pike down there when you were in Missouri? No pike. We had musky, but no pike. Hmm. I caught mite pike in Minnesota. That was a lot of fun. They are fun. And, uh, they're crazy creatures. They're, yeah, that's a cool fish, man. That's a really cool fish. So when you go out fishing for a day, do you kind of have a game plan of, of what you're going to go fishing for or do you do you take oh, yeah. eight different rods yeah. and eight fly boxes full of 
permit flies and tarpon flies and bonefish flies and yeah man that's that's definitely you try to go out with a plan you know you look at your tides you look at your wind and you know just say all right we're gonna go here we're gonna look for that we're gonna go there we're gonna look for this um and uh if you're open-minded about it you know you can also you know get into stuff that you never thought you would find weird fish in places you didn't think you'd find them um it's pretty fun but yeah you try to have a plan definitely you try to have a plan but it's you know by the end of the day you're usually on plan z <laughs> z3 you're throwing flies yeah. at triple tails and yeah exactly <laughs> oh my god uh and next thing you know you're chasing sharks around or whatever or looking at crocodiles or you know it's it's always something to do so crocodiles do you ever have one hit a popper or anything no, no, never had any kind of, I've had alligators hit poppers and, you know, chasing bass lures and bass frogs and stuff like that. But man, crocs don't want anything to do with you. They are really, really shy. Uh, all the ones I've been around are, they just, they don't want anything to do with you. Hmm. That's And we what? get big ones. We have some really big crocs. And they are just really timid, really shy creatures. I, I'm sure that's great for you. Like if you get guests in, say, hey, let's go look at the Crocs for a day or for a little yeah. bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because like people like us, I'd be shitting my pants. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's one corner that I run by. There's got kind of a mud flat. And uh, at low tide, there's always a few Crocs on that corner and one of them that lives there is a big male and it's fun. You can pull, you know, six, seven feet away from them and (laughs) then they get tired of you and shoot off the bank underneath the boat. It's always a good time. Are the crocodile invasive to there? No, 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 they are an indigenous species and they've always been here and they're in the salt water. Mm-hmm. In the tidal yep. pools. Yeah, in, in, in the tidal, yeah, in tidal rivers. In the tidal rivers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and canals. There, there's, pick any canal system down here. We have all these canals that come in off the ocean in the bay, um, dividing up little neighborhoods and stuff. And uh, most of those canal systems have at least one living in them. Uh, they're pretty, they're not common, but they're always around. Up Closer to the mainland, up in the park, there's quite a few of them. And there's there's more and more of them. Um, there was some National Geographic special a couple of years ago about the population in Biscayne Bay, which is north of here, right by Miami. And uh, there's quite a few of them. So one more thing. Um, Uncle Don told us that you were a skateboarder. Yep. Still am. He he Get, was he still was rolling. He was as well. I was. Uh, a lot of people we've talked to on the show were or are currently riding skateboards. Do you think there's a a culture that when dudes get old they quit riding boards and start throwing streamers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a thing. So so many of people, so many of the people I've met through fly fishing were skaters or are skaters. And I don't really know why. 
I don't know. I mean, there's definitely an aspect of both things that, you know, you don't need a team. You don't need a bunch of shit. You know, you don't need anybody's permission. You just, you know, anytime you want to do it, it's there. And it's something you can do with your friends. Uh, You know, I think that's a lot of it. Um, You know, there's the creative side of it. Fly tying, you know, I mean, that all the skaters I've known are really creative, kind of free thinking people. I think that goes along with it, too, you know. Go do a little trespassing. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know? fuck that, man. That's fine. Nah, <laughs> fuck that. We'll ride over there. What's no. that? Yeah, man. You can't stop me. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> a sign name for skateboarders. Fuck. Yeah. That's exactly. for those boot fruiters. Yeah. <laughs> a weirdo sign. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't know. There's something to it. I don't I, know what it is. I think you're right, because, uh, like I said, We've talked to a lot of people on the show that that have or currently are skateboarders. And Yeah, I think it's just that mentality, you know, it's a same it's a very similar mentality. It attracts a certain kind of person. You know, someone who's you know, doesn't really care what other people are doing. Someone who wants to go in the alley and fire one up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think that was the main reason I started wanting to skateboard. Yeah, have yeah some, like you know, you want to be doing something cool, and you know, not everybody can throw a football, fucking two hundred yards or whatever. <laughs> goalpost to goalpost. Yeah, whatever yeah, they do you in know, sports, right? Like the whole, yeah. I so, just wanted to hang out with the crowd and not get hit the cement. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was a total poser. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not posing if you know you're posing. No, it's yeah, it's not. It's so, not. do you have a park down there, or do you just ride around the? Yeah, we got a wood park. We got a really nice wood bowl. I'm old, so I grew up. I wasn't really a street skater. I was been more of vert, pools, round wall kind of guy. So we got a really nice wooden bowl down in Marathon, and then South Florida. Like, there's a really good park in Tampa. There's a really good park um, by Daytona. So, yeah. Sorry, my wife's texting me. <laughs> I want to know where I am. Rob, get off the phone. We have company. What are you doing? We have company. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm also on a group text for a bunch of people. We're going to Mexico this fall, and I think it might be that. Are you going fishing in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to Ascension Bay La Pescadora Lodge. Oh, look at you, man. Second trip. Yeah, man. I don't do a lot of traveling for fishing, but this place is special. Like, if you ever want to go, like, have a really fun saltwater experience, I highly recommend that place. And is that going to be a bonefish destination for you? Mostly permit, but uh, the last time I was there, I caught two slams one day. So there's tarpon and bonefish around, but it's mostly a permit trip. Okay. And do you still get back to Missouri and chase smallmouth and trout at all? Yeah. Yeah, whenever I can. Um, I'm going to try. I didn't get to go this summer, but I think I'm going to try to go um, 
I think I'm going to try to go up there this winter and do some trout fishing on the white when it gets cold. I miss that. But uh, I got to go on a couple of smallmouth floats last summer, which was nice. And this, you guys are so lucky. You're sitting here talking about all this stuff I do down here. Yeah. And I listen to your podcast and just drool, you know? It, it's the grass is always greener, right? Yeah, man, absolutely. You know, like, don't take what you got for granted because I miss it. Oh, believe me, yeah. we don't. Jay went out today. He, yeah, he's been crying the blues. <laughs> I lost a big fish. Yeah, there's no million, uh, million uh, tarpon fishermen or a million smallmouth fishermen here. You know what I mean? Got yeah, it, got it pretty right. easy, laid back. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. Here it's like, oh my god, it's all so you know, tide, time, panic. You know, it's not like just okay. Here's the put in takeouts down there, and here we go. We'll, we'll get there when we're there. It takes about yeah. six gentlemen breaks to get down there, and uh, we're gonna have a great time on the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know the sandbars that have the most wind blocks, right? <laughs> right exactly i uh i was with a young kid today and he, he he's real quiet and he, you know oh hell with me you know i hoot and holler and yell i missed one of the biggest fish hooked one of the biggest fish i've ever hooked in in, in our river smallmouth wise and showed him God, how to I lose just, it i would oh i lost it you know and I, I and after i lost it i lost it you know what i mean so i'm freaking yeah. i'm freaking out <laughs> just loud as shit just laying on the you know in the fetal position on the bottom of the raft crying and yelling and cussing and my dad's giving me hell the whole way you know and beating me up and oh he didn't know what to make of it but you know that's the way we roll yeah man i mean you're passionate oh you gotta love it yeah at least we saw the fish poor kid he's like who's this freak why is he crying about a fish this is weirder with a big nose he doesn't even know (laughs) so it was a smallmouth. Yeah, it was smallmouth. It was a nice uh, one. What are we what, like? What are we talking about? Probably about the uh, right around twenty God inches. So, yeah, yeah, a good one. He could see it over his nose. It was at least fifty. Oh, it was big. Ah! It was big. <laughs> it had some big white gills. Oh yeah. Damn. What did it eat? Uh, probably like a five, five, six inch game changer. Uh huh. Game changers. Yeah, man. They were killing them today. So do you change games down in the salt? You know, no. Um, I've got buddies that do, but I don't know, man. I uh, I don't think you really need it most of the time. That's Um, okay to say, you know. That's okay to say. Yeah, it, I, I, it's, it's, I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, you're too busy waxing iguanas. It's a lot of work. Well, or you can well just yeah, that. 45 minutes or so for one, you know yeah. what I mean? A box of flies that could potentially, for you, catch fish, you know? Yeah, and then, you know, you tie this, you spend all that time tying the damn thing, fish it once, and then it turns into a rust ball. You know, those, those shanks rust really quick so you got to rinse it off and a lot of the fly tying i do here is pr- i'll sit down and i'll tie you know four or five flies that i know i need the next day and they're kind of it's kind of a one-shot deal um if you rinse them off and dick with them you can get a little more life out of them but metal stuff does not last long in this environment so what what's one recommendation on maybe some gear that beats the salt 
gear that beats the salt. For you, tips and tricks that you find that help you keep your gear a little bit better. Um, a lot of fresh water. And don't get attached to anything. <laughs> it's going to rust. <laughs> like trailer bearings? Any and, particular oh lines God, or axles, rings? or Trailer bearings. Trailer lights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, dude. Trailer <laughs> lights. Uh, my, uh, I just discovered the bow eye on my Maverick rusted through yesterday. I went to put it on the trailer and was like, ah, well, that rusted through. It's 316 stainless. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> and it just, you know, just rusted through like it's trash now. Oh my god! So, so yeah, I've, uh, buy t bores if you're gonna if you're gonna be in the salt water a lot. Buy t bores or Nautilus. I've killed everything else. So everything else is uh doesn't handle the salt as well as the people that know what they're doing. Yeah, no, there's really no substitute. And I'm not saying you need a T-bore if you're going to come fish down here for a week, but if you, you know, day in, day out, it's, it's a big, it makes a big difference. Okay. So you've, you've been saltwater or a smallmouth fisherman like us. If someone were to go on their first saltwater trip, like down to your area, what should they practice the most? Oh, casting, casting in the wind, hitting uh, a spot. Yeah, casting in the wind, and it's the same old answer that everybody always gives. Yeah. You know, that's that's the most important thing is to be able to cast quickly and accurately in the wind, like any kind of wind. That's uh, in like. When I have my wife practice or when I practice myself, I try to go out and practice when it's really windy and I'll cast around the clock. I'll, you know, three, throw straight into it. I'll throw it with on my right shoulder, throw in a backhand, put it on my left shoulder with a forehand. Um, because you want, Ideally, you want the light behind you and the wind behind you everywhere you go down here, but that doesn't always happen. We have a lot of fish that pop up at 1 o'clock, and if you don't have that 1 o'clock backhand, you're just you're, you're out of the game. You don't have time to, you know, turn the boat, possibly spook the fish. If you see them, you got you to gotta go. As long as you're not going to hook the dude on the back, you go. So did you go out practicing casting like two weeks ago when the the big storm was coming through? <laughs> no, no. I was in the eye of the storm. Lawn chairs down. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, big storms. Is there anything that we should know about that? We're not familiar with them. What do you guys? You do know, when it's big storms come. Weird. You know, as a southern Midwest kid. Uh, I, you know, I grew up with tornadoes and I'd take a hurricane over a tornado any day. Would you? Yeah. Agreed. I mean, they're way more destructive, but you can, you got time, you got time to get out of the way. You got time to deal with it. It's not like, Oh shit, drop your baseball glove and get in the basement. You know, <laughs> there's a tornado out back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Ah, the sirens. No, we got, you know, we got time. Um, 
like with Irma, we had we had ten days to get ready for it. Did you ride that out, or did you get out of Dodge? We left, but I don't know that I'd leave again. Um, it was a crazy experience. It was one of the craziest experiences of my life. But we bailed out. We kind of did a tour of Florida. It chased us everywhere we went. <laughs> <laughs> don't invite Rob over. Irma's yeah. chasing them. So that's, had, that's why you're not going to leave. up the East Coast, so we went up the West Coast to Tampa, stayed with a buddy, woke up in the morning, was like, nope, can't stay here. Went to Sarasota, nope, can't stay here, drove across the state. It was a hell ride. Dogs and, you know, fucking people everywhere, run out, running out of gas on the side of the road. It was, it sucked. Were you going through withdrawals from shooting uh, iguanas? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I was like, God, I wish I could just be at my house shooting iguanas and drinking rum. <laughs> Do you have a rum of choice? Uh, man, Havana Club is probably my favorite. It's kind of hard to get now. Um, it's a Cuban rum. Really good. Um, Florida Cana. Is really good. I believe, I think that's a Dominican rum. I'm not super ate up with it, but and how I get are you bottles of rum occasionally? How are you drinking the rum as we speak? Uh, some ice. Just ice? Yeah, some ice in a Tervis tumbler so the ice doesn't melt. Dig it, man. Yep. Simple. So Rob, we've had you on the phone an hour. Is there anything that we All haven't right. covered that you that you would like to? No, I can't think of anything, man. You guys are uh, curious. We are. Curious. We're the curious mind. Sounds freaking fun down there, but I under, I see where you where you miss the, uh, wait, the okay, same Chad, stuff. Chad, you're a diesel mechanic, right? I am. Okay, I got an old sailboat with huh. Perkins 4108. Okay. You, you want to swap out some wrenching for some fishing? Absolutely. Sometime? Absolutely. Awesome. Send what, them all the pictures first. I don't know first. shit about diesel. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Oh, nothing's wrong with it. I just need somebody to like, hey, this is that. This is this thing. Oh fuck you yeah, know? man! I'm in. I'll be down. Uh, I'll be down this winter. Like, <laughs> I get. I get oh, six like, days. Help me clean it up a little. Like figure, you know. There's. It just needs a little love. I get six vacation days to burn. Nice. Yeah, man. I'm in. <laughs> All right. As long as it doesn't have a reverse or a turn light, huh? Yeah. Because <laughs> I can't help Mark wire. A, Stupid trailer light over the phone. Two hours later, I found out why my turn signal wasn't working. (laughs) It was the ground. Let me guess. No, Chad wired reverse lights in instead of the turn signal wire. (laughs) Where's this go? Whoops. Whoops. Yeah, he'll show you what's going on on that motor. One of them's brown, one of them's green. I don't know know what reverse lights are in regular pickup trucks. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Why would you know that? I know. I, I have the seven-wire scheme. Uh-huh. That's what you deal with. Yeah. So, uh, where can people go check you out on Instagram? Uh, let's see. What's my... I don't even know my... Hand. Uh, blatant Localism is my handle. I'm not on there a whole lot, but uh, not a lot of fishing pictures. Mostly pictures of my dog or weird shit that I find laying on the side of the road or something. Um, but yeah, check me out. I've got, I've got 
I don't know, maybe a hundred followers. I don't know. Not real into it. I don't spend a lot of time on that. I'm 50. No, man. It's a bad way to burn like two hours of your day. Yeah. You know, I'd rather watch magnet fishing. (laughs) Pretty cool, huh? I don't blame you one bit. My wife's magnet fishing videos. My wife's been ate up with that TikTok. She watches it for hours. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I was trying to watch. I was trying to watch Shark Week yesterday. So you got another kid? Sticking it in front of my face. Like watch this, watch this. I was like, trying to watch these sharks eat this guy. When'd you get a teenage kid? The fuck is TikTok? Oh, I'll explain it when we're done here, sir. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) You're gonna get two different versions here. No, not even that. It's a, it's a. You're gonna blinding. get Jace's into a chat scene. It is a, a here, kids. Don't go outside. It's that bullshit, man. So yeah. You you saw the video of my stepbrother washing the car in the thong? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was on TikTok. <laughs> uh, it's that bullshit, like I said, to keep I'm you cool. keep you from the outdoors. I don't, don't have a Twitter either. Yeah, me neither. It's the devil. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't sit still well. Like, if I'm sitting still, I'm usually asleep. Hell yeah. You know? Uh, I've, I've always got something I'm doing. Or dead. Yeah, or dead. Exactly. <laughs> and my eyes are going, so in order to look at the phone, i got to dig out the reading glasses. <laughs> and then I feel old, like I'm sitting there, and I can feel my hair turning gray, so I throw the reading glasses down and go throw the ball for the dog or something. So my stepdad's buddy came over yesterday and had these thin optics, like cheater yeah. glasses. Did you see those? I've got those. I've got those. I got those. That was the coolest shit I've seen in quite a while. They're like Kelly Gallup's like magnet together yeah. glasses, yeah. but but they're in a key ring. You know he wears those for real. Yeah, Kelly. He had those on. <laughs> What you think it works? Just a video. <laughs> yeah, you think I this is for show? He's not, he's not a poser. He wears those at all time. He's not a poser like you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just buy the DCs for no reason. Yeah, he, you walked in the door. He's like, hey, Jay, take the uh, tags off that Sims hat and shirt and shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> nice. Those brand new. <laughs> hey, I, I wore all that stuff just so it looked a little worn before I got out there. Yeah, man. Got to look the part. Hey, I like looking good when I'm out there. Why not? And comfy. It's important. It's important. Yeah. Dry, comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's important. So, Rob, if you ever make your yeah. way up to fish smallmouth with Uncle Don? No, I haven't. But if, uh, if you do. Uh, I really wanted to go up to one of the bakes they have. The, the Great Lakes oh, Bake? Great Lakes Bake. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to go up there. I've never caught a steelhead or a rainhead or any kind of head. Ringhead, huh? <laughs> Ringhead, there you go. Whatever. The, what, what do you guys call them in the lakes? The Rainhead. Rainhead? Yeah. Rainhead. Oh, the yeah. steelhead. Yeah. But yeah. Sheep steelhead, heads. right. I've never caught one. I would love to. And uh, I can't remember what happened. I couldn't go for some reason. Some work shit or something. I went to all of them, so we we missed uh, our opportunity there. Yeah. But if, yeah. You ever, if you do ever come up and fish with Dawn, we're like... 40 minutes north of him. Okay. So we'll definitely take you out and fish for everything. We'll Man, take I'd you on a smallmouth float. I would love it. I'll just go walk down to the river and stick my head in it for like half an hour, man. Fresh don't, water is something that... Don't drink the water because it's full of PCBs. 
Yeah, well. <laughs> no, I'll just, just the fish are, in. Chad. <laughs> I guess you have a point. Yeah. But yeah, we have all the stuff you you had in the Midwest. We have hybrids, we have white bass, smallmouth. We don't have gar right around here locally. But yeah, man. It'd be like yeah, listening to you guys' show, sounds like you guys have a very similar deal, man. Like you can fish three sixty five for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty There's always always open water if you go look for well, it. Well, if you want to come and yeah. hang out in the snow, you could always come and catch a steelhead. Yeah. If you want to see snow, that that's the time to come. Less oh. less people. Yeah, I'm good on snow. <laughs> I'm good on snow. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm here in tarpon fish. Some people actually <laughs> like seeing it once I, every I'm twelve good on years. Snow. I mean, if it happens, I'm 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 okay, but I don't know. Like my winter fishing with snow on the banks. Last winter, and I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> Musky only, Mark. Why would I oh, do musky that? Only? Best. Why would I do that? Oh, fresh snow is beautiful. No doubt about when, it. When do you go to Ascension Bay? Uh, October. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, good October. luck out there. Don't catch yeah, them all. Man, thank you. <laughs> send us some pics for sure, man. Okay, and I we, will. I'll we, send you guys some pics. It's a, it's a really cool place. Um, travel. I've been to the Bahamas quite a bit. Um, but... That area is really nice. Uh, it, you get a big bang for your buck. Um, the permit are not little tater chips. There's <laughs> some really nice permit. And no matter what the weather does, you're not going to lose a day of fishing. There's always, there's snook, there's bonefish back in. Like, so if you go to the Bahamas, um, you know, prime big fish time, which is in the winter, um, you get a cold front comes through and it's blowing 30 and you're just fucked, you know, but, uh, you're drinking rum on shore, right? Yeah. 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 Or even in a skiff, you know, it's just, <laughs> you get cold fronts and clouds and you're just kind of shut down. Um, with, uh, La Pescadora, you've got, uh, you know, you can always go snook fishing. Um, yeah, you're not, you're not going to lose a day of fishing. Which, you know, if you travel somewhere to fish and you can't fish, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. You know, spend all this money, you know, and sat around and tied flies for three months and then you're just like sitting there. It's the worst. Yeah, and they'll prorate you for wind. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fishing, fishing guides don't give you a, uh, a, a gimme. A on. day off from money? <laughs> Yeah, no. If it's blo- they, they down here, they say if it's blowing, we're going. <laughs> Hell yes. Sounds sounds like here. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, man. Well, hey, we're gonna wrap this thing up, and uh, thank you for uh, giving us some of your time, Rob. Yeah, man. Anytime. It's good talking to you guys. We've Keep enjoyed the, the stories, really man. Enjoy the show. This guy's drug testing. <laughs> Forget shit. I can't feel my legs. Did you finally not want to look like a jackass? No, I love looking like a jackass. What is that? Red boat, yellow boat. Red, red boat, bo- blue boat, yellow boat, blue boat. Red boat, yellow boat, blue red boat. Red boat, blue boat, yellow boat, blue boat. You changed it. Red boat, blue boat, yellow boat, blue boat. Red boat, uh, red boat. boat? <laughs> this is a tongue exercise for anyone that's listening in. For a guy who doesn't exercise at all. <laughs> <laughs> If we were sitting outside, I said Chad's shirt looks like it's strangling him. 
my wife still thinks I'm a large. So she buys me large shirts. I'm like, Ashley, I'm not a large. I'm in, I'm definitely an XL. But uh, that's hey, just compensation. Speaking of shirts, um, we're having shirts made. They should be here by the time people are listening to this. So, uh, small batch, small run. They're gonna be here tomorrow. Monday, Monday morning, or Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. They're gonna be here tomorrow. Yeah. But he, does, people he doesn't know this. that for sure. Yeah, sure. Right. So, uh, what we got? A small batch, ten, ten larges, ten XLs, five mediums, and we got a batch of hand towels. And you got one so extra medium for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, whatever you does want. Does this to go off of your typical shipping policy? If you order tomorrow, it'll ship in three weeks. <laughs> no, I, I got to do my best to do this one. But whatever you want to do with your hand towels. Is up to you. I would suggest using <laughs> it to wipe. Chad has one beside his bed. <laughs> I would suggest using it to wipe fish slime off your hands, but you can do whatever you want with them. I like it to like <laughs> wipe off the seats of the boat, man, in the morning, so you don't sit down to a wet ass on a dewy morning. Yeah. After the boat's taking a bunch of you know shitty weather on the way there, not you know fog. Or morning dew. Yeah, morning dew fog. We put the boat in last night. Is is morning dew what you call it when you take a shower now? No, mm-hmm. fog is oh. just... Fog <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of taking in water, one thing I learned is if it rains, do not take off and put the back window of the tundra down. I completely oh, yeah, soaked Macy. Sucked right the in. water went right out, sucked right back in the back window and completely drenched Oh, it's that vortex, man. Oh, she's not pleased. Lesson learned. There. Wake up. Early morning wake up. That was on the Jason, way here. was the fog inside the vehicle or when you got there, or, or was it? My dad, well, my dad, what? no, my dad left the windows down <laughs> in his truck, and my we put the boat in shit. last night, and he, we he just left the truck at the house, so boat's already loaded up just fine, and you know I couldn't see out of the windshield, so I'm driving down through with the hole, you know. Because the morning fog, but it, you know I just hate that the hand towel will really do. Uh, do a good job for that. So get a, go get a hand towel, or you can jack so off. So for them it. days that you leave the windows down and you have to leave early in the, uh huh, that's a perfect day. Yep. There you go. There you go for the hand towels. So great hand towel promotion. Master masturbation. Like hey, Chad you, said, couple of shirts if you need one. <laughs> why'd <laughs> you have to cross the line, Jay? We oh, oh, we did. I'm the one who does that. We did this whole spiel and didn't mention beating off once. <sighs> Come on, Chad. Just saying. We're trying to be a little bit professional, Jay. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I did want to bring one thing up before we get to a little bit of fish and talk. Mm-hmm. We uh, had a family reunion last week. And mm-hmm. uh, we, this is the first year in years that we've had a little bit of an incident at the family reunion. And it really brought home that that I can pick my friends, but I can't pick my fucking family. So... You guys all came, and it was a ball, and got along with my family. Uh, Jace fucking stayed three hours longer than I did at the reunion and the next day. <laughs> you know? We don't need you. <laughs> exactly. They don't Talking about me. your family and me. Exactly. So uh, I, I want to thank you guys uh, for just being cool dudes and uh, my family. So thanks. Oh, for sure, dude. Awesome. No, family reunion was awesome, like Chad said. Drank way too many slushies slash beers. <laughs> oh my god! Slash, slash way too much food. Food. Sorry, drunk. I didn't get to make it. This yeah, year. you missed a killer amount. You, of uh, good, you missed some yeah, food. I missed bro. a good year. You, nobody was streaking like you would have have done on the on the 
you know what on I the mean? Cornwall Cornwall. Board. So, oh. so you kept it fair. Stay your ass home. <laughs> you keep it fair. It was a crap shit. I had people all over my house that day, and I was just like, dang, I couldn't make it. We understand, and you're a mess. Everyone said, there's always what? next year, Mark. Where's that bearded guy at? We want to throw bags with him. <laughs> yeah, where's that guy to puke the whole day and then went over and took a nap and came back that and then like, like beat everybody in Cornell? <laughs> that was like two years ago, though, wasn't yeah, it? That was, that was a couple. couple that was the hey, first. That was. You're growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're getting yourself into then. Oh. Oh, yeah. dude, we drank for three days, solid, solid. When you cook, when you cook like a hundred pieces of pizza, and there's not a hundred people there. I mean, JC, three pizzas. of them, a hundred yeah. full pizzas. No, there was like twelve pizzas, but there was like at least a hundred pieces. Or we counted eleven pizzas. Yeah, we cooked that. Day. I mean, ultimately there was a hundred pieces of pizza. So who's you gonna ate do three something pizzas. about that? I don't oh. care. And load, are you blaming me? Loaded with no. crab. Oh, and, dude, I was oh I was food God. drunk. It that's was a, it that's was a why great... this fucking shirt doesn't fit me now. It was a great thing. <laughs> Took me two days yeah. to recover, dude. That's it. I didn't, I didn't drink beer until last night. I had a couple here or there, but I didn't, ha- I didn't know. So that was a good, wow. Speaking of that. Getting uh, early to, off work, getting to go to late to work <laughs> because you're sitting here hanging out. I was talking to Jay on the phone on Thursday. It was the uh, first time I wanted to speak to anyone because I couldn't yeah, function from being dehydrated. So Jay was like, We've been eating so healthy. I've been cooking healthy foods. I'm going to go chug so many beers tonight. <laughs> Just like that, like that rabbit. Chugging beers and eating healthy in the same breath. Hey, man. But it was a long breath because you sucked in all that wind from your nose. <laughs> I'm going to eat healthy and drink lots of beer. Hey, you can do both. <laughs> you know, I, I, hey, come on. It I purifies and refreshes. I got to fucking draw the line somewhere, man. <laughs> You know, is that, is that I your reward? Nice organic, healthy food all the goddamn time. <laughs> but all the GMOs in the in the Yingling lights or whatever Yingling premiums. <laughs> Damn right. That's what keeps this man. Oh, balanced. Yingling premium. I've had that in a while. That's a good beer. It's an all right beer. I like it's it. It's a good cheap beer. <laughs> it's a good cheap beer. It's a very good cheap yeah. beer. That's what they make a black and tan from. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the Yingling premium that and Yingling that. porter. Mm-hmm. And the box at the bottom of the barrel in the spring. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, one more quick unfishing-related thing before you guys get to your fishing talk. Sure, sir. So have, have any of you guys been watching Shark Week? Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you been seeing the ad for the new show that Discovery Channel has is putting out? Is it ice fishing? No. Oh. It's called <laughs> Growing Belushi. Mm. Yes, I have. Where Jim Belushi is growing pot marijuana. A bunch of it. And then he leaves the lights on and burns his whole crop. You sure it's not marijuana pot? No, it's pot marijuana. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just want to keep it clear. That Could be that fake shit I, that p- kids are smoking. I've been watching Shark Week all week without a without a hesitation of watching it. And uh, I've seen that ad 50 times. I was like, I have to write this down and make sure the guys know to watch this. <clears throat> Well, thanks, Chad. Uh, hey, thanks uh, for the heads up, bud. I was, so was afloat today. Why not? I was good. It was fun. You took a, uh, a new guy out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had worked uh, a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> I mentioned getting a little five weight. I, uh, it's like child slave labor? Yeah. No. Uh, J- Jason, if Jason works at your house, he just looks at your stuff and sees what he thinks he might want. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to. I don't you need, use I that? I don't need any money. <laughs> hey, hey, ah, you got some nice stuff over there. 
Well, my dad and I took on a little. It's family. It's uh, my uncle's uh, wife's family. So it's her her mom and her brother-in-law and sister and their kids. So I've known them for a long time. And uh, I've known Jordan since he was real, you know, a little kid. And I, we were both real, you know, kids. He's uh, 10 years younger, 11 years younger than us, whatever. Somewhere around there. He's like 25. Around the same age as PJ. I had to replace PJ. PJ, if you're listening, you've been replaced. Uh, <laughs> no, so, no, uh, hey, you too, Mike. <laughs> he, he looks just like Mike. He has a beard and all like that. <laughs> but, no, uh, we talked about fly fishing, and you know, I said I he loves he's I love going down the river, smallmouth fishing uh, with the fly rod. Grandpa used to take me out and stuff. Da da da. Dad still does it, but he'll use a gear rod. He hasn't he doesn't fly fish. And uh, my uncle's been going back out, like, going fishing with him and uh, his dad. So, you know, we just got into talking, and that's, hey, let's go out, man. I'll get a hold of you in two weeks, I swear. I'll call you on Wednesday. Call you on Wednesday. We'll, we'll chat for a minute. I'll let you know what to, to start to tie. I'll tell you to your face. I swear to God, I'll tell you to your face. I, I will do this. So I call him. I just and you remembered. It. Oh, I did. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> so I, I, uh... I get a hold of him. I just tell him, we talk for a little bit. Just tell him, here, here's some fly patterns you could, you know, look into tying. I'm like, I like the big game changers or whatever. Something like this, I think, is great. I would, I would use that all day. They Nobody can, can, see, they that. can see that. Nobody can see that. That's cool. Uh, it's a huge, huge hollow fly. What would you call that? Huge, like, six-inch hollow fly or Wait, you didn't, head you didn't or tell this kid to yeah. tie some yeah. goddamn murdiches or he, something? He had a nice bulkhead uh Tied a pattern that he saw off Mad River Mountain, or <laughs> Mad River Outfitters, sorry, uh, with a, uh, the same thing with the um, dragon tail on the back end. And I have the same fly in my box. <clears throat> he tied one of those. He tied a few other flies he'd already had just for, you know, regular trout fishing and smallmouth fishing, you know, small, smaller flies he uses there himself. And we were talking about leeches and different crayfish flow patterns, that kind of stuff like that, and clousers and whatever else, and uh, double deceivers. So, great flies, and okay, let's go. Started fishing. He was right into it, you know, get on the raft, and he's like, wow, this thing's a lot more stable than I thought it would be. So we start going down through, and my dad and I switched uh, our rowing. I always start rowing, and like, how I, I don't, I want to fish the top end this time. Why don't you row this time first? So I got to fish first thing this morning and hooked a couple fish even before the riffle. Hooked two nice ones right there, though, too. Like, rowed a couple decent fish. One was probably 13 or so, and the other one was probably 15. So, I mean, two good fish, you know. And that was good, good sign first thing in the morning, you know. And there we go. Keep Did you lose these fish? No, no, those fish were in. What the hell? Yeah. You said hooked. No, I got those fish to the net. Awesome. I lost bigger fish, but we had gone for, you know, little ways and not catching much. And uh, It was nice had, and cloudy this morning, wasn't he it? He had uh, been fishing a smaller fly. Oh, it was real cloudy, and it got a little windy right around 9.30, 9.15. But uh, we went down through a little further, and uh, he was using a little smaller flies, or a double deceiver at first, had a couple of strikes, and, and then uh, switched to a smaller fly and uh, started hitting a couple of fish. They are all a little smaller, you know, and I'm like, and then everything kind of shut off for a second. I was like, man, just switch to a big, big fly. Like, the biggest fly you got in your box. Just throw it on. And it was something, it was like this. It's just a six, five, six-inch thing with a dragon tail on the back and pink and green 
and I, <laughs> we're off the bat. Boom! Here comes a you know, it's a 14 inch fish. You know, so a good decent fish. You know, and I'm like, I'm telling you, if you throw a bigger fly, just this is my. I'm Mark and I a little thing, and I, I see the. If I stand, if I was gonna stand somewhere, I'd feed the fish as well. But we're moving and covering so much area. I want to see the, as the fish that want to come out and they're gonna eat, as well. Mm-hmm. You know and. I it's think that's something. the difference, though, is wh- wh- what are you looking for? Are you looking for the fish that are going to come out and eat, or are you going to stop at each spot and you're going to poke at them? You I mean, know? we'll do both. I mean, it that's depends. Just it. It's different. Yeah. If you stop and poke at them, the little ones are going to pull them. Well, this kid, that even he he was throwing a lot of smaller flies, I would call leeches and things like that with dumbbell eyes. and Like stuff Mike would throw. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Reminded me a lot of what Mike would fish, or how Mike would fish. Like, exactly Mike. You know, and me, I'm... Uh-uh. Not like that. <laughs> I'm, not, not, I'm not here for that fish, man. I'm here for, I want a big fish. I want to fucking annihilate something, you know? You want two strikes, one of them to be a big fish, and one of them just to get in yeah, the boat. Yeah, and I mean, even even then, when you throw a decent-sized fly, you're still get, we're still getting 10, 12-inch fish, the ones that are fucking pissed and are are going to be the big fish apparently someday. Put it like this. If you want to fish so fly you want to fish, way, don't go with it's, it's cool. Like, however you want to fish is fine with me, and I don't mind. I want to I see what the comparison is. And he was pulling in a lot of fish. Numbers started happening. Boom, he was pulling in, you know, 6, 10s, and 12s, and, you know, just but, 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 but consistently. And and I don't doubt I, if he kept that. And in, that, and in that, my opinion, the only reason he didn't get the bigger fish is because he didn't place the fly where it needed to be in order to catch that fish. I don't disagree. If that fish would have been up underneath a log and he was casting a foot off that log, if he'd have went a foot into it and dropped it right off the edge of it and then it came right out, that's where a lot of them bigger ones are. And if you, they're, they're no going to eat it. And little ones ain't around them big ones. But, but what you're doing, if you're moving through it quick, yeah, absolutely. For that mean, bigger fly, get them aggressive ones out of there. Get them to eat it. Yeah, them, I mean, I'd, But if you're going to stop and like pick at a log... Just because you throw out that log two, three times, oh, there's eight, ten casts left in that log. Guaranteed. You can oh, start sure, picking around the sure, edges. Sure. You can move around the corner. There's a lot more fish in there. And if you get that one, get in there and just get in front of their face, they'll come out. They're in there. If you're trying to do the whole float, it's hard to do. Oh, throw absolutely. All that. Throw the top water. And even moving, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're moving and seeing so much water that you get to just get those fish. And there are plenty of them fish in that stretch. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and there's certain sections like that you can do that though too. I even not all of it. It's going to have the timber and have the areas, but there's a there's enough timber that you can do like what you said. Sit and fish that slack water with poppers. Hit that timber. Stop. Or at least beat one them guy. Areas one up, guy. And then move down to it, and then popper it, and then you you can realistically fish three four different ways on that float. Well, that sounds like I like today because one guy was fishing a little bit different, and even switched it up and just tried different things, and then essentially went to the you know, smaller setup and a little longer leader, and which is fine. You know, moving fish and catching fish. So I mean, like myself, I say that because I like to finesse them. I mean, all year long, I'm, you're you're fishing from uh, like myself. I'm fishing for musky. You're fishing one way, so it's nice when the change comes to kind of change it up. Even though that, yeah, I can go strip streamers for them, and I can go do that. I like to kind of switch to the clouds or yeah, that. I did kind that. Of slow it down because it's also a change. I did that all spring too. for them. Yeah. So. For me, yep. it was like, now they're coming out and they're smashing shit, and you don't have to make them move four feet because they're not going to move for a changer that's not going to get down that far. And again, that's why I say that because of my yeah. experience with it. So for you, it's a little different. So it's all going to be different. Especially this year because I've really like got into just being on our river consistently. And that's and the cool part, though, is to find that you can 
feed these fish these different ways this different time of the year and know how to kind of do it and now still on hook a, and on still a regular hook, on good ones hook big fish like we were I hook, we hooked three big I mean I would call bigger fish today it's nice to have the alternative because you know doggone well if I'd have went down there three and fished with clousers we'd have got a lot of fish on that too so it's nice to have both and know kind of what to do with it the dad cooked a few and then we could go yeah, down through you and talk about him what did he do well, I did fine he said, you know, he rode really, really well today and taught somebody how, or helped teach somebody how to row really, really well today. Did I you was, guys do this, the person in the back? He cast it into the trees a bunch because of fucking wind for some reason. But Your dad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the fish was, it flies in the water. He was catching fish. He didn't really move anything too, too big. What was his head in the clouds? He, he rode a lot. He rode most of I fished a lot today. You? Yeah. I got to fish a lot. So, but we get rowing down through, and uh, we hit the uh, hit, hit a few spots that we didn't see a pike today, or we didn't see a walleye up early today, like we had been seeing, and it was kind of like, oh, that's surprising, you know, and fishing the same same flies. We've been fishing and switching flies around at, at a little bit at a point, like we were talking about, and sort of flicking through some different flies, and Seeing different size fish and consistency in, in the smallmouth. There were smallmouth hitting today. We had caught a, a decent amount of smallmouth. You know, the numbers were there. It was probably 20, 25, I would say. It was a good good day, especially you're counting little dinkers and everything else. But we get to one spot, and we're getting to the better area, what I would call the what I like a lot more, personally. You know, you just get good, I think, good stretches, especially this time of year. And, uh... Dad's like, oh man, man, that looks that looks fishy. He's like, that looks fishy. All right, come on, put a fly over there, you know. And I'm, all right, put the fly right on this log, and I'm I let it sink down through and stripped. I already tell this story once. Not on air. You told it to us okay. outside. And I'd strip, strip, strip after I let it after I let it sink, and man, boom, there he is, nice. And I'm like, oh, that's a good fish. He, this fish comes up, and it's big, big. One of the, like I said, the biggest one I've ever hooked there. And it was like like the size of one of the one ones you got marked there, you know what I mean? And just in that nineteen to twenty something inch, big big fish. If it was bigger than that, then shame on me. But uh, oh man, came up enough, shook its head. <laughs> this polar fiber tastes like shit. <laughs> hey Rick, give him hell. He lost me. You know, that's exactly what it comes out of this fish's mouth. So, Dad starts giving me fucking hell after he grabs and hands the kid the net whose eyes are fucking bulging out of his fucking head because he's never seen a smallmouth that big ever. He's like, I didn't know we had smallmouth that big in the river. I'm like, there's there's big smallmouth everywhere around here. You just got to go find them and know what's happening and, and be persistent because they're there. You just got to go find everywhere them. Everywhere there's rocks. Anywhere. Yep. <laughs> or or down down trees, timber. I seem to find the bigger fish on big logs and big down and trees and wood and in their own spot, like even like what you would see a bigger predator in. You're not finding three smaller fish like you would on a, a rock. You're finding one big fish. Just like I said, where you'd find maybe a pike or you might find, you know, a, a, a muskie or where you would think maybe a muskie would be sitting. A fish, or even a a smaller fish hideout, yeah, hiding like a, in the structure. A big ambush spot. You know, Dad says it's greasy. Fish might as well cast there. And it's right above where we... He hooked another nice fish. I mean, they're all... You know, I, I, who knows? It could have been a fish we've already hooked before. 
But, but you'll never know. <laughs> you won't know? You'll never know. We won't know. And you know you had hey. it on, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I knew I had it on. My he ass, knew he was on. My, my heart was, oh, holy shit. Oh, yeah, darn right. it. Gotta lose, yeah. You got to lose some to catch some. Hey, it was fun. At least we get to see that fish. We've been fishing for that fish for a minute, but hey, there'll see, be another. See you next year. Nah. Later. I'll be back there see in a couple weeks, man. Try to find you again. I'll hit you up again. <laughs> I'll be there Sunday. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm going to post up right at your tree. <laughs> with a, I'm going to fucking anchor up. You hey, get pestered. out there one day. I haven't been down that river yet. Uh, come Other out, than that man. early season mud float we did. Oh, I know. And I lost a nice freaking fly. That like 40 degree mud float. Ah, it was awful. No, nah, it's been a great season so far. We've caught a lot, a lot of big fish. and uh, He did great, dude. He was the fastest learner I've ever seen anybody at rowing. So he rowed uh, at, you know, your spot, Chad. Mm-hmm. He started at your spot and rowed us down to the first obstacle. Yeah. And it's slow water, but you got to be on your ones and yeah, twos if the wind's blowing. Especially blown. the wind, yeah, yeah. So he got to learn the wind, pushing him and this and that, and how to just readjust and not want to front row and push yourself through the, you know, because then you'll miss <coughs> fishing. Then you're turning and... Yeah. It's, yeah. So it was heated really, really well. Real well. And we get to fish pretty, pretty adequately through all that and um so we get down through though and get to the obstacle uh big page of blah blah you know and and start to go across and uh dad's rowing me and uh me and jordan and uh we're fishing along fishing along fishing along all of a sudden boom boom jordan hooks up oh man it's and it's bam pound 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 you're getting a big pop 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 oh he pop. was getting he was hooked up oh yeah yeah did he break it off no, no, it didn't break anything off. I'll, I'll talk about that in one okay. second. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, but it's not, it's not running. It's not running like a striper. Oh, just fighting. Oh, oh, yeah. So, and I'm like, I'm like, it's like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh man. And um, he's like, he pulls it up and it looks like a, he's like, a dad's like, oh, it's just, a, it's just a small one. You know, like thought it was a smaller hybrid. And uh, no, nah, it ends up being a walleye, a good size walleye too. Yeah. It's probably over 20, just around 20, 20 something. It was a good size walleye. <laughs> so, Mark. Show me that picture. My phone was in here charging, getting ready for the podcast. He showed me the picture. I was like, that's not Rick. The fingers aren't fucked up. It's not Jay. <laughs> <laughs> it must be the kid they were with. <laughs> there you go. That's it. You can always tell. So uh, so I uh, I wish I would have got a couple of finger fucked up pictures. Uh, but... Uh, so I, I get these. we get all the way over and we get all the way over and in a good position and dad 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 killed it and I cast and I mean immediately I just it's a, there's an E and boom pa poo pa uh, there goes my line the word's called ramshackled <laughs> I, I pull back nothing but like just the tip of some fifteen pound that's that's tied into some 30 and i'm like i should just cut it down to 30 i'm an idiot so then i cut it down to 30 real fast and i'm, I'm all fidgety and i'm okay so i, I retime my line like uh, first day of trout I, I put a clouds on okay i'm all oh, you're dead now <laughs> i got your number cast over there just got because two. he doesn't have a clouser already in his face yeah 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 <laughs> two casts later no he has a game changer in his face already so now now he's about to get a clouser on the other side so i cast the fuck over there and and don't man don't i mess up my fucking i didn't I didn't tie a good enough knot. 
Because I was rushing myself. Uh, like, ne- like first not, day of trout. Not, not fucking pools and I'm like, there's a clouser in his face. You better not pools. Dad's like, you better not mention that again. Dad should have parked oh, the boat. And dad was, dad was fucking about to push me off the fucking boat. He should have parked the boat and said, "Why'd you fucking rush yourself? You're gonna row me now across, back across there. He should, he should have parked the boat and let you re-row." I laid a big fucking turd today is what I did. But that, at least that kid, hey, he had a nice oh. walleye. I'd never caught a walleye before. You know, on the fly ride. Did you teach him about gentleman breaks? Oh, he, he understood what a gentleman's break was by the first riffle. I said, hey, this is what a gentleman's break is. Here you go, bud. Well, uh, we're going to have a few of these on the way down. And uh, you don't have to or you can't. And I don't care either way. And we're going to have a good time. I'm going to yell and talk and scream. And you'll never, I won't. Probably he's won't he's very quiet. Back. So <laughs> if he, he fit right in with me just talking. <laughs> he's like, do you ever shut up? Dad's like, no, he doesn't. He that was my day. He didn't get in nothing like you hooked some big fish that break your line. With. No, no, he didn't. Just that, just that eye, just that eye. What was he throwing compared to you there? Uh, a, a white fly with a some kind of dumbbell in it. So, <laughs> good, good fly. I mean, it's just you know, I I knew, I kind of just knew where to put it, and we were trying to tell him exactly where. But some people just don't believe it until they see it. Where the water runs fastest. And, where there and, isn't, you know, where there's there a isn't technique water. To, there's a technique and a way to just, you know, to manipulate those fish, mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, they get so, ran, they get hooked mm-hmm. all the time. One hundred percent. So you know, technique I just kinda, all of them. Yeah, yeah, I just you know, kind of you know, just like them both. Technique to it. Yeah, there's a different technique. Yeah, it's just a technique. I still to never, each one of them. I still never caught one with a hook in their mouth, and I know so. they're taking everybody's shit, even yours. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it was a great float. Went down through none of your. Uh, did see some, did see some carp. Uh, no goldfish. Wasn't that weird when we saw the that? It was weird. The koi fish. Yeah, and the, no, nah, a good smallmouth day though, and it was a good time. He was he was a good young fisherman. Uh, he wondered about you know he said oh you guys do tying nights and stuff and my dad mentioned that to him and it's coming I up. Said, I said well, we'll be probably trying to get something back together with that and uh, probably next month hopefully. And uh, so yeah, he probably September. Him, yeah, he said he wants to come out to tying night, and that would be something <laughs> cool for him too. And yeah, he, you guys would like him. He's a good. He seems like a good kid to have around. He's he has a boat project. He has like a 16 footer. He wants to put a jet on. He already has a 99 for it. Uh, he does little bass tournaments and stuff like that. So okay, yeah, he's, he's into fishing. He gets it, and just you know, he just doesn't know the fly fishing side of so much, and the stripping the big streamers and thinking this way, or not even big streamers, just stripping streamers in, in general. Yeah. You know, and the double hauling, and that even even on a five weight or whatever it be, seven weight. So, speaking of fives and seven weights and hybrids, <clears throat> I got a rod this spring. The furls are cracking on it already. From catching the big she hybrids, go boom one day. Just yeah. gotta keep her tight. It'll be all right. You need to you need to get a, a real rod for those fish, Chad. Mm. It's not it's not there's glass is not gonna do for those fish. Isn't it a glass rod? Yeah, I've caught so many of them so far. I understand, but you caught so many, then it's not holding up. So maybe you should let them run more. Jace, you caught a few, didn't you? I catch fish one day when I got a chance. I just walked up to the the spot. It was you know after I drank. Did they crack your ferals? Oh my feral, my feral's been cracked for like <laughs> two years. I run that shit. I, in fact, it's a four piece, but it only breaks down to two. That's a, I just break it down one in the middle. I don't ever take it apart in the other spots. I'll check it every now and again to make sure it's tight, but I don't 
I don't know. Like like said, I guess less pieces, less. I never take this one apart. Like it, it's oh, an eight. Oh, you're the one that throws a, in the back of your truck. No, it's an eight footer. It'll fit in my passenger seat all the way, all the way back, and be well, fully. You get a little back window, huh? No, it, it's an eight footer. Fits perfect. I got a big boy truck, man. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's probably a lot of pressure on that rod. I know I put a lot of pressure on mine. I got to bend the shit out of it the other day, but. I showed up. It wasn't real hot yet. I had drank a little coffee, you know, started my day. It was a day I didn't have to work, so easy money. I could do what I want. But I slipped away, right, you know, got to get the kids breakfast from McDonald's before 1030. So I got to do this shit No, they sell quick. breakfast all day, man. Uh, you know, some hotcakes and different such things, items. But uh, so I, I go down there. I only got a little bit, but I get there put the fly in the water just to get it wet and i picked this out of the box i was like all right this fly's done work before i've i use i i don't know i think it's a walleye favored fly because of the color but stripers like it too the blue blue and white with some flash just bucktail feather flash you know the common recipe most common recipes it's like a it's a it's got a jivey ass swim but fish hit it as soon as it hit the water not for the most part couple one two strips actually I got the fly wet, you know, casted straight out in front of me and then kind of gave it up river cast to hit some white water. And it looked like, you know, when you were a kid, you tied like M80s to shit and tried to get them underwater in a creek or something. That I knew what you mean. Bloom. It's like, like the water exploded. I'm like, oh, I'm on. Turn, turn my rod sideways, you know, get ready. It runs a hundred feet and then you just winch the damn thing back. You get a couple of head shakes and then maybe a little bit of, 20 30 foot run and they're fucking strong man they are so they i don't know most fish are more shocked no they're not being like the ones you've probably ever seen jump and do that shit you them are the ones that are shocked but very few of them they just they dog it and take the shit off the only ones i've ever seen jump jump right at the hook strike yeah that's i think you just shock the shit out of them like whoa got my ass with an erix that was light predator hook on that fly penetrated pretty good was in there wasn't gonna come off but so then i get that fish in i wenched it in though like you know reeling it when it's trying to fight only stop for surges you know get it in quick swim away pretty good but uh so i throw out a few times just lower like i try to fish my way up you know what i mean i don't want to spook everything out of there you catch them and they kind of run out of there you know and they don't you know the fight the battle isn't in where the fish are so they're still hot. I throw it in there and wham, another one. But I felt him hit on the like second strip, and he didn't get it. I went to get another quick strip, and it off to the races. I'm clear in line, like, and <laughs> another 100 feet run, you know, and same thing. Went you back. They, dude, they keep your rod all the way tight, all the way till the end. If you ain't got that fish on its side, it's not over. <laughs> no, no, That's they don't play sure. around, man. But I was able to get two, and... I was like, oh, it's pretty hot. Let me throw this popper on this old <coughs> rod down there. So I, I slam it in there, give it one good bloop, and something's like, and kind of pushed it out of water. So I thought it was a smallmouth, but I don't know. You never know. Shit's waiting for stuff to come off of there. It was feeding time. And then another time, it was kind of swinging at the more closer to what would be back toward me there, the, like later in the run, and something came up, ch- must have turned and chased it down, dude, and I missed it. I flat out missed it, but. Eh, got to try shit when it's hot. Ain't no clout unless you catch it on a popper, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, I'm with <laughs> you. No, but that fly, that was probably 
a good five inch fly with a decent amount of bucktail it doesn't really let's say it doesn't get down it does with the sink tip but after after it gets in the water a little ways but uh it it's got a jookie you know what i mean back and forth like heavy paws there and how you can manipulate on them edges like yep it's that time where you if you go at the right time you catch them because i'm sure it's sure it's not it's starting to cool down a little bit what time were you there what daytime when you hit that uh, area probably like four afternoon yes holy shit you went on all day float yeah yeah no i i don't know i want to say before the sun got really high and it started to get stupid hot but it, it was raining on us while we were no. there i was getting wet oh no i i i, I didn't know that, when i seen raining. the truck yeah. down there i didn't know if that was you guys i figured you guys were done we went out and did a little foraging yeah. And I uh, didn't really find too much. Like heavy wind in the face. It sucked. Had the front row in the morning to face wind. So, but Mark, dude, I want to talk about Bofin a little more. You've been you went out Bofin, took somebody else out there to see those freak fish. We did. I did. <laughs> well, I, I, I took, let, took Chris out. Yeah. Well, listen, I got stumped that day when I went. So that was like yeah. the last time I went fishing, dude. I, I've been, I have high and dry. I didn't catch no fish. That felt good. Felt so real good. I haven't caught a fish months. This time was kind of the same, but a little different. I mean, it was the same spiel right off the bat. I told him when we got there. I said, these fish haven't started till like 8.30. We got there right about 7. Nothing. Went down into the little creek, jacked around there. Came back out. Oh, I forgot to pull the boat up onto the ledge. <clears throat> Sucker floated across. Oh, no. I came oh, back no. out. It was up against the metal like railing. <laughs> yeah. So I jumped off the railing <laughs> down onto the boat. Yeah, because you won't walk there. That's, oh. a, that's just full of pike. <laughs> I, I, I like, I'm up in the creek and I come out and I'm like, where's the boat? Oh, you idiot. <laughs> I like turn. I turn and it's just floating away. I'm like, oh, thank God the wind's just pushing it that way. So, right, I told him like, probably about 8.30, these fish are going to start up a little bit. And I had intentions. Eight weights broke. Seven weight left with Chad. So all I had was a nine weight and a five weight. I was like, I'm gonna catch one on a nine weight, and I'm gonna I want to get one on a five weight. That'd be cool. These things are ridiculous. Did you uh, you, you said it was Chris, right? Your buddy yeah. Chris. Okay. Yep. So eight thirty three, boom, fish blows up. I can't even tell him I'm hooked up, and the thing's almost jumping in the boat. It's going ballistic. So it thrashes around at the side of the boat enough that I'm holding the fly in my hand, and it pretty much completely, it more than circle hooked it. It dang near turned it around. And this ain't, this is what, not what no. What did he? That's no, a four odd. Uh, I mean, that's not a thin hook. That's no, not a light that's, hook. That's a four odd uh, eagle claw, a Shaughnessy hook. What did he think about the presentation? He got a hang of it quick. We'll get to that real quick, though, because let's finish on this fish. So I caught this fish, get it in the boat, just just get a grab on it, and do like that little gill deal with him that like we figured out. Yeah. So he's like, at home, thrashes out of my hand, smashes the five weight, and breaks it. Down to the nine weight. No, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so presentation-wise, he did absolutely perfectly fine with it. I mean, I don't see... I don't... At the end of the day, I mean, how it turned out, I went two for eight. They definitely got the best of me. He didn't move a fish. Hmm. But he presented the fly perfectly. It was right Is there. Is it precision in the casting, you think? No, I don't. You know what? We even switched up. I had him in the front of the boat a little bit. What we did is the wind was pushing us so hard. Like, once we get through the area, we get situated. The whole back end of the boat would get pushed. So what I did is I had him come up front with me. 
So rather than like cast right like at it, we would just nose up. I would work the left side. He'd work the right side and work it back. We move some fish that way too, but I don't know. Is any fault of him? I mean, he smacked him around the edge of the lily pads, let it drift down, twitched it back. I started working bigger um, bucktail deceivers and hollow flies this time. So I went to more like five, six inch stuff, and they just they devour it just as well, much. Well, you and I were talking about that the one day. And, like, what I've been doing is, like, as soon as it hits the water, kind of, like, roll it over your knuckle so it kind of, like, undulates the tail and, like, gets it moving. Let it fall down. And then just real slow, just kind of, like, almost swim it back and, like, let it dive. And then, like, pop it up. I had a handful of fish eat right at the boat but in, like, weird positions. And I tried to get the rod set back into them. They'd thrash real quick and then, boom, they'd pop the hook. Or they'd eat and they'd take off running and you go to set and the hook would come out. And it's... Yeah, they do have armor mouths. I mean, it isn't easy. Oh, it was getting frustrating. It's just like, it was making you laugh. And then it really if was. Not, it was just cracking up. There's nothing just, you can do. More no. they inhale the fly, they bite the fucking line. Yeah, I had another one. 40 pound. Bit through 40 freaking pound. Are you kidding me? And I tried to get the fly. I'm like trying to put the net in there to get it. I still couldn't. Oh, it wasn't a game changer, though. No, it wasn't a game changer. <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck lose one of what those. What do you things. do? Lose those for fun, Jason? No. One a week? No, I don't. I didn't lose any today. I thought you said. Oh, why? Well, yeah, not not the good one. Oh, not a good no, one. So no. So just forty-five minutes of bullshit. Just, just no. Just just one a feather all feather game changer. I tied yes. Oh, okay. Not not the not polar fiber then. game changer that Justin tied. No, not that one. I kept that fly all day. That was the one who hooked the. I need to sharpen the hooks on that thing. What do you use for sharpening hooks, Mark? You got regular a stone file? file? Yeah. yeah, regular. I've I think used it's a stone. Doctor Slick is. I've used a stone on some, I guess, bigger hooks. I don't know. I like this one. It's more of a heavy-duty file. It does a good job. I think it's Doctor Slick. It's got a green handle. It's a lot, a lot thicker of a file. It's more dense built, and it's you can tell it's just. It a doesn't got like two-sided or. Yeah, it's two-sided. Is it yep. At work, I use a pair of needle nose pliers to straighten the points back out if they get bent and then if not if they're too bad just throw them in the fucking bottom of the boat yeah it sucks when, a, when a good fly yeah. got well, it I'm when a good fly got a banged away. up hook well i mean no i throw flies away it's my fly i throw flies away i need it it looks like the fly in your hat chad it is the fly in your hat chad it's getting more sparse from flies being tied to go in my own box anymore i gotta maximize the ones i got now <laughs> speaking of i've got an order to go to ireland That'll be that's neat. pretty sweet yeah or pike. pike. Must be, yeah. What? Uh, got Pacarini tails? What, what, uh, what's their idea? Doubles. Just some bucktails. Regular yeah. regular method. Yeah. What? What style? Double. Like Buford or? Yeah, double Buford. Yeah. Yep. So you had mentioned real quick you got a new logo. It is do you, done. Do you want to talk new. about it a little bit? Yeah. Um, actually, if you check uh, Matthew Stockton, we've had him on the show before, his. Instagram feed. He did release a picture of it, so it's on there now. But it's, it's pretty sick. I like it the is. I like the angle that the fish it, is eating it's at. It's a different musky like look because he's done so many, so they're always all from the side. This one's coming up at it and kind of an old like retro style look to it. The color in the background makes it look kind of urban. <clears throat> I would say to fit the the branding of the company. Yeah, it's different. So between that and, I mean, the current logo I got now, nothing wrong with it. I'm going to be using it too. But between the two of them, there's going to be a lot more apparel and stuff coming out. Heck yeah, man. Shirts, cups, hats, towels, 
hand towels that you can do whatever you would like you to do in whatever them. Whatever you would like to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like white fish you, line. You can buy like ten of them and put them around the motor so your line doesn't get down in there. Oh, Mark, you, you need a you together. need a big towel. You need a beach towel. What do, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can that. clean your line up after you get it muddy one day. Swipe oh, it. By the give way, it a good reel in. That boat launch down there is a nightmare. It is. It really stinks. I mean, you drag your motor the whole way into it. You almost need like the person to be standing on the front of the boat, hold the motor the whole way up until it gets out. Then he runs, or the back, then he runs to the front and hops out. <laughs> it really is, because you do. You just drag your motor the whole till way. It's, till it's right so there. You literally need somebody back there holding it up. Hey, yeah, Jay's looking at it right now. There's a new logo. Yeah. Badass. Yeah, he used the uh, classic pike, the what redhead. Do you, what, what do you got on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but yeah, that some it, it is kind of weird. Soon. I, I felt bad. I didn't warn you, like, but it took a second for me to register what was happening last time we launched there. I was like, "Oh shit, his motor's dragging!" Yeah. Oh, and then it quit. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well. Like this time, I can see like my boat like hopping. Maybe that's next time. Like, if I'll just have whoever get in there and just hold the motor up. Once it clears, run to the front, hop off. Such a pain because you're just. You don't got another trolling motor. Like no, a, a like a, just a, I mean, a ass end one. That's, that is my motor. It's his gas motor in the back. Yeah, but I mean, ultimately, if you had a small trolling motor, like just a hook on one. What the heck are you talking about? Why would I put another motor back there? Well, he, he, he could run it. He doesn't need the big motor in the back there. I got my motor on the front. I use. Yeah, but how do you, do you, how the do you, you motor. were there with them. But I mean, how do you put it down? Or like, you got to take all that up. No, it only saying. goes up so high. Unless you grab it and pull it up, but gotcha. it's on the highest notch. The motor can only dragging. get so high, Jace. I've been there. <laughs> Understand. Can we now. take this? Can we take this engine to another level? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> retard. Some you days you try it, you know that you you just couldn't do it. You were like, yeah, that was it. That was it, man. <coughs> and that's when we drag bottom with our oh, engines. Yep, that's when we drag bottom. But them are just neat little creatures. They are. They are just r- ridiculous. You get them on the end of the line, they're like a just a missile. Yeah, it was fun. Dad, I moved one. It was an. I had a ball. Hog. Oh my god, this fish was. Did you go out into the strip any? A little. Yes, both sides. Into nothing, the abyss. Nothing. nothing. Not Shit much. looks crazy through there. Is it shallower? Yeah, it gets into five foot there, and it maintains about five. I wouldn't mind going up to the uh, west side and going up to the next bridge. Kind of see what that is. That where there, is that where there is a like a dump? Where no, that's down to the far right. Yeah, that's gonna be on the east end going okay. towards the yeah, river. I see a lot of guys. That's like the, the known spot to, yeah. to go catch those fish. Yeah, I'm like still, that. still less. Me too. Don't that's, feel bad. I don't. I do not. I mean, ultimately, I know guys who never caught them or hell, it's so odd to even target them, especially with the flies. So, so. Chad. Uh, how much time do we have left before our, our wives kick our balls in for being late? Oh, my wife has no care in the world about what I do. Okay. She doesn't like seeing me. So, <laughs> you took your... You, took you your, just gave her well, a hug. Well, you took You're your, good uh, for a week. You took your cousins out foraging, dude. I did. It was so much fun. Um, it's something that they had never done before. Uh, like I said, they're from the eastern shore of Maryland. So... They spend a lot of time in the woods. Uh, you guys on the water, even. You guys both talked to them oh, yeah. a lot last week. They spend a lot of time in the woods. They turkey yes. hunt, deer all, hunt, all year, sick Some, of deer, something. Yeah, they're always doing something. But they never look at their feet. You know, 
They never looked at or, or or know what's around them. Yeah. So we or I we did you guys did for years as well. Exactly. So <clears throat> we took them out chanterelle hunting, and when I say we, I uh, mean on a great season. Yes. And when I say we, I mean me and my seven-year-old son. He, Got the spot. He was showing them. He was like, you see how the, the rims are folding over and they got the false gills? Smooth. And like, They're like false gills, they call them. Yep. Yeah, and they then, just look it. And then I told, I showed Nolan the trick. I said, look, if you scrape it like this. White. And it turns white. We're good. We're golden. So he was showing, he did all the teaching. He did all the showing. And uh, my cousin's. And myself and Nolan, I think we found seven pounds of chanterelles that day in... Not a lot of time, right? Uh, less I, than an hour. Less than an hour of picking. Yeah, when I got here, you guys said you... When I got home, you said you were or leaving work. You said, we're going to go pick. I said, all right, I'm going to go home. I'll meet you guys down there. You're already back with bucket fulls. Three, cleaning, three, cleaning them when I got three back. Three gallon buckets full. Yeah, I came searching for you quickly. You're like, I can't handle people. I don't I don't want to do it. I said, you can hang out with me, buddy. It's cool. <laughs> Give me 30 minutes. This, this is your safe space. <laughs> so, but they were, we ended up deep frying them with oh, was flour and that, season salt. Yeah, that was really good compared to me How just cooking that? them in butter. It was so good. Yes. Put it like this, a whole baking sheet of them disappeared. Fast. People were sticking their hands in there like they were, you know, lazy. Oh, I was eating them like I, like it was my last meal. Like nobody had ever had COVID in their whole life. Oh, we were eating. What? We ate like kings. Can can we oh. go over some of the shit that we ate? Jesus, that, especially For, that night. Please, that night. Are we, are we done with fishing talk? I'm cool. Okay. Without fishing. So this we, is family reunion. So it's we fishing ate like related. Seventeen pounds of chanterelles that week. Eh, not 17 pounds. Well, we you, seven you pounds. sent some away. You you enjoyed some a few different ways. And, yeah. uh But you're going to talk about the seafood night, right? I was going to talk about that, but I was also going to talk about you bringing over some backstraps. Oh, we had uh, so, oh so more. Oh, my God. The, the, the foraging the foraging pro. Yeah. A Jace, different level of foraging, Jace I guess. forged some backstraps with a, <laughs> with a 223 with a or 12-gauge or, or whatever the fuck you shoot in Ohio. So, he forged some backstraps, and we ate those. Oh, we had steak and egg, like backstraps and eggs in the morning. We cooked backstraps on the spit. Like we didn't put them on the rotisserie, but we put a grill. A rack. Gr- yeah. We put a grill grate mm-hmm. on the spit and cooked them on the grill, like slow cooked them. Oh my god, it was euphoric. We already heard that song. Um, yeah. What else did we cook? We cooked pizzas with seafood. They had tuna steaks. They brought fresh the first, from Maryland. The first night, clams. Oh, it was yeah. Oh. Let me clams. There's a uh, oysters. There was tuna steak. There no. Scallop, no they're they're clams. Not oysters. Scallops. Yeah, the scallop bacon wrapped scallops. The uh no the crab balls your cousin makes. Oh, oh my oh my god I'm, I'm leaning on something wrong. Uh, uh prime rib. The prime rib from Palumbo's to there go was along too with many the, the tuna steak. I mean, I mean, come on, dude. It was just, uh, 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 if I could eat like that every day. Jay, um, if I could eat like that every day, I might look like Chad. <laughs> my my cousin Sheila's been in in town yeah. all week since, so we've continued the trend. I made ceviche this week for the first time. What? What? You who? With Ce- what? Who's that? Ceviche. 
so I went to Great Depths, the uh, the local fish market, mm-hmm. and bought cod loin mm. and cut it in half inch by half inch like squares. I wanted sure. to do it so bad with crappie because I've oh, I read a recipe. Oh, so good with crappie. Um, <clears throat> but you cut the cod in the small squares, and then you. Dice up onions. This is a non-cooking process, right? Non-cooking. Through lime. Through osmosis. Lime or lemon. So what I did was I chopped the onions up super fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I heavily salted them. Heavily. Like very heavily salted them. Put them off the side lamb set for like 20 minutes. I diced up the, the fish. I diced up, or I minced up garlic. And then I squeezed... Like hand squeezed eight limes, so I got eight limes worth of juice. Then I went and I rinsed the salt off of those onions, because it took all the harsh flavor and just left all the the wonderful great onion flavor. Like there's no bitterness; it was just sweet red onion. So I put the red onions, the the cod loin, and the garlic in a Tupperware, and then I poured the Eight limes worth of juice in that, covered it with tin foil, put it in the fridge for thirty minutes. Thirty minutes came by. I wrote or I I stirred it, put another timer on, fifteen more minutes. Forty five minutes was all I wanted. <clears throat> Pulled it back out. That fish was white. Really firm? Really firm. Like it wasn't overcooked. Because the the lime juice does it performs like a cooking process. On the the fish, oh my god, Jay, it was so good. Oh. Yeah, no, I was gonna. I've read that on, and somebody actually had a recipe with the the crappie. So, gonna have to do some some foraging home home brew stuff. Yeah, man. Like I said, crappie bluegill. I've wanted to do bluegill ceviche for years, but the bluegill over at the pond aren't big enough to get a good to harvest. Yeah, fillet off them. Nah, crappies. Uh, I like them. I know where to get some. Yeah, man. We used to do a soup out of crappie. It was like a tomato base, and it was hot. And I don't remember what it was, but it was it was a water tomato base with like a pepper. Oh, it was incredible. Hmm. And the way that the fish were cooking, it would still stay like hard chunks when you bite, bite into it, and it was... I fried all that walleye up they mm, brought back from here the other day. It was incredible. Probably 40, 40 chunks, cheeks, you know, like two by two squares, mm. and fed, you know, eight, nine people, some neighbors, and... People who are uh, make their eyes light up like this motherfucker does it again. He knows what he's doing. Ah man, I that's a dude. I guess you got to have the right stuff. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say about cooking fish. You know, yeah, you could you could fuck it up, but if you don't got the right shit, it's not gonna be, you know, top shelf quality. I'll tell you what. I've been running it that com- oh, shit that commercial grade <laughs> deep fryer. See, I week. don't I don't have that luxury. You getting better at it? Yeah, I am getting better at it. I deep fried some green tomatoes that my stepmom gave me today. They were on point, man. I don't know. Is this with fish? I really like the skillet fry. You yeah, you don't like the I don't the oil like the, fry. No. Yeah. No, I, well, I, I mean, deep fry. I don't, but personally. Ultimately not everybody's ever been to a shore lunch. I, and I and do I like this uh, No, I, I do cook with oil, but I like it in a skillet. Yeah. Better. Mine's always in a skillet. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Jace does it. Yeah. That's just, my favorite. I mean, you, especially you gotta, like cast iron, but like at home, I have an electric skillet, and when you crank it on ten, it holds like three twenty-five, perfect, mm-hmm. non all the way up though, right? Just put a wee little bit of oil in there, and just oh, it's money for cooking fish in. 
Oh, I could do it in just butter. I, holding I think a good, yeah. holding a good temperature and for frying fish is very important. Yeah. Because if you don't hold your temperature, it changes soggy. if you're doing heats of, yeah. you yep. know, because you're dropping and the after, breading After off. two batches, clean it out. Start over because yeah. it's going to be oh, black. Definitely uh, like 40 pieces. I, it takes a little bit of time. Through through doing 10 at a time or it's it's a process. But when like, it comes out right, it's good feeling. Like I said, I've only done fish in that the commercial grade fryer once. But and you know how to do ceviche for the first time, right? Yeah. So there you go. You're one step up on me. Dude, we'll get together. We'll ceviche some shit up. Could <laughs> happen. I don't mind. I, I, thought that might I be don't some see there's any reason pose. you can't do that. But what's the probably. flavor? Is it, do you, do you taste the, the juice or yeah, is it, it I mean, tastes no, you're really limey? Taste everything or? in it. But it's is, just, it limey? <laughs> like, is it limey? Is it limey? You still get the firmness. You still get the, the flavor so, of so the fish. So maybe walleye, like that chunkiness and just like a thicker, a little bit thicker flavor. That's what a, the cod was then? Oh, the cod was loins. It was, it was so like, like, I, I would stick like with your crappie idea yeah. before I would do Yeah, no, I, I think it's just I think whole I would pieces. do walleye, a thicker piece. I mean, I so think the crappies just whole pieces, or is that what the bluegill would have been, or that, ha- cut in half potentially? Probably or? cut in half. But the, these ones that I did were I come in small chunks. That way you can get the surface area. The lime. Did you serve covers, it with some pico? Ah, uh, you know what? I served it with Ritz crackers because yeah. I'm white trash. I, I think pico de gallo is recommended with it. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> I had, I did end up chopping up some cucumbers and uh, grape tomatoes and put in with it. All food matters, Chad. And then uh, mm-hmm. oh, we, I grilled some shrimp. Or oh, gr- I grilled there some you prawn. Go. It it was a good night, man. What that you bought? That same market? Yeah. What market? Uh, Great Depths in Sharpsville. Cool. Mm. Yeah. They, oh, they that's, yeah. That. that place got some great seafood. Who somebody mentioned it to me the other day? I think it was my brother or something, or yeah. oh, my neighbor. Somewhere. Somebody mentioned it. Yeah, my dad chunk a grouper from there a couple weeks ago or a mm. month ago. Yeah, I remember you mm. said. Yeah, give me the whole chunk. Yeah, whole chunk. <laughs> $53 later. Whoops. It was like buying a couple flies. Oh, man. Yeah. But was it good? Yeah. Worth every bit? You got to eat it, though, right? See? I only got a bite of it. Did you just fry it, or how'd you guys cook? No, he didn't. How'd you prepare that? He baked that? it. Do you bread it before you bake it? Didn't bread it at all. No, he did, like, seasonings and, like, a butter sauce and baked it that way. I, I love to hear all... Oh, dude, I'm going to buy my hunting license I'm tomorrow. Not I tell you what, if you're going to do that, you talk to my dad, because he yeah. literally, over the last, I can't tell you how many years, I bet he's tried at least close to 100 different ways on walleye. Probably. Different, different types of fish. And, I mean, there's some good ones. Like, you take, like, cod is one you can kind of compare to walleye. One that we did was stupid good. Rich crackers. Take butter, roll it in butter, take rich crackers, run it through your grinder, bread it in that, bake it in the oven. When you pull it out, then you do it like a taco. You put sour cream, do all your fixings, tomatoes, everything over it. So the grinder... That's also kind of a neat way to do it. The grinder with the Ritz crackers, mm-hmm. it doesn't make it the fine dust like a like a rolling pin would? No. Not all the way, but no. I I love substituting Ritz because crackers thing, in for texture. Yeah, like, because when you do it through... The, like, we have done different things with a rolling pin. The reason you do it that way is because once you get the chunks, they don't, like, burn... And they don't all fall off. So they all stick to the butter better, so everything kind of coats it when you're baking it better. See, I like the rolling pin with the, the Ritz crackers. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, like I said, it's, it's a real fine texture then. It's not the chunky like a... Planko? Like, not like panko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of pretty much the only reason I ever did it, to add to 
if I was making homemade breading, you know, mixtures of whatever flour and what, breadings and things like that. I end up doing it when I run out of breadcrumbs. Yeah, normally. oh, definitely. Well, it stretches <laughs> your shit out. Like, I'm using just uh, in the bag, like a really, really hard fry. They make a shrimp kind. It's like, I, I think I it's love, Louisiana uh, or something, dude. It's like a popular brand, but it works really good. Catarans? No, it's, it's Louisiana. It's called Louisiana's, mm. but they make shore a fish lunch, fry, hands chicken down. fry. Is my favorite, hands down. Shore in the lunch. box, shore lunch in the box. Yeah, these. these Your old man had different opinions. These remind that, me of that. That house Autry. Oh, house Autry is extremely yes, but the house Autry is a little salty. But yes, it is. Hmm. It's right up there, absolutely. Saltier the better for me, bro. Yeah, the house Autry is incredibly I don't know. good. I think the seasoned I get is too hot for me, so I cut it with some unseasoned. <laughs> like, Funny you remember you're, that. You're too. cutting it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, man. I yes. listen to your old man when. Th- that's the type you're of talking pe- about eating fish. How many walleyes did he eat? He yeah. ate like eight thousand walleyes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. come on, man. That that's the type of people you have to listen to if you want to get better at doing it. I'm at cooking you. fish for sure. Like the, I said, uh, I'm getting my hunt license tomorrow because I, I am into this cooking shit. Bro. I already <laughs> got mine. And I've already put in for both my doe tags, one for Forest County and one they for Mercer County, man. Last week or this week, third round. <clears throat> I think we get. You I can still send for doe tags. Oh yeah, you dude, get two for Mercer. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get two for Mercer. I'm That's gonna go back and wax, do. wax two. Whack a doe, take the back straps, cut them into real thin medallions, get a cast iron skillet. I got a whole we'll, freezer full of them. So you. <laughs> Do like a, a light breading with already just, cut with just a little bit of flour and a little bit of like black and red pepper oh, yeah. on them. Saute on both sides. Boil that gravy down. Butter. Make a little gravy. Oil. Little bit of butter in it. So you saute them in that with just a little touch of flour to kind of like coat. You'll, you'll also thicken that up, but you also coat them. Get that black and red pepper. Cook them rare. Bring it down. Make a mushroom gravy. Pour it over. Oh. Yeah, Chad can't eat stuff like that. If he yes. eats stuff like that, he'll have a fucking heart attack. Look at this guy. I have oh. to, have to He's find like some three shanarelles away from a heart attack. will come in. Mm-hmm. Bro, oh, reduce that down. Throw the shanarelles in there. Then when then when sheephead comes, we'll change it to a sheephead so, sauce. Can I tell yeah. you guys the best deer that I cooked this year? Was it the morning deer, the afternoon on the spit deer, or the deer the next day? It was none of those, but you <laughs> you brought me an organ. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. Jace brought me a heart last... It was winter, I think. It wasn't fall. It was winter. I'm still not going to ever agree this is the best, though. No. It was so good, Mark. Oh, my yeah. God. I pan-fried deer heart. Is that here? You were. Not, it was just me and my son that oh. ate it. My wife wouldn't touch it. So that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise you, does it? No, it's kind of like my winner. She wouldn't touch it. It's like but when I, I called Chad and I said, hey, do you want heart? <laughs> yes, bring it over. I rubbed it with fresh coffee grounds and bourbon. Like, I may have fresh coffee ground and bourbon glaze. Oh, my God. It was so good. It, hey, man. The texture is just so much more dense than a normal muscle. Oh, yeah. Than a normal muscle, like the back strap or the... Continuously anything all in the, the hind way quarters. Yeah, I know. I understand. But it's it's good. And we're, you, we're definitely going to cook some, some heart for uh for podcast deliver. I should. The You're liver. Right. You're right, I should. I know guys that I used to say where I shot a deer, and they'll go back. They'll go around that up. I'm not joking. Some old-timers, like, you didn't take the liver? I'm like, hell no, man. I'll I'll tell you what. The last time I cooked liver, um, both my uncles were, were doing in bad shape. They are both dying of cancer. 
my uncle Skinny loved him some liver. So we uh, went to Palumbo's, bought beef livers, and I cooked them, and they were fucking delicious. But I can't bring myself to eat liver after that, just because the same reason I don't duck hunt, because I can't do it after my dog <clears throat> passed away. It's it's one of those things. Sentimental. Last last liver was with Skinny. <laughs> so God rest of souls there, Skinny. Mm-hmm. No, seriously. Him and Chibi. Yep. But she was with us too while we were eating liver. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the three of us. Um, hey, do we have anything else we want to hit on? We've talked about food. We've talked about smallmouth. We've talked about tarpon. Anything we got to hit on tonight, guys? If you want to fish, the, sleep. if you want to fish the fly fishing only beast of the east, get your packets in. Uh, it was forementioned earlier. Chad has the person to get in contact with with information on that. And Matt Dixon. Matt Dixon. There it is. Uh, Matt Dixon at lezer.com. L-E-Z-Z-E-R.com. Now, that's a different date this year, right? A week back? They're changed that yeah. a week? One week after? 10-10-2020. 10-10-2020. So, Take a week. You got, yep. That's your thing? Have to get get your those key. packets in. I'll have to get your key. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get you, every, we'll get you all set up. Like I said, I'll be up. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. Tied on A-Rex hooks. You can find them at arexhooks.com. Predator Fly Gear. Get all your SPF shirts, all kinds of cool prints at predatorflygear.com. Sims Fishing. Everything from waders to outerwear, boots, everything you can imagine. Simsfishing.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Why not fishing? Check out their app, The Dot. Queen City Guiding. Check out Ryan Evans, queencitydieting.com. From the, the, the misery. If you want to go and take a ride with me, we three willing in the four with the goatees. Oh, why do I this away? If you want to go and get high with me, smoke a L in the back of the Benzie. Oh, why do I this away? In the club on a late night, Billy Ryan looking, trying to spot some real nice. Yeah.